Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Stay alive. Maybe. We We're are a movie a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this week... As in all weeks, we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And I'm going to listen this week. Who's going to tell it to me? Me. I'm Kim. I'm going to tell it. Cool. I'm Ketrin. I'm going to listen. Cool. I got me a Guinness to Gina Holes Out Tits Up. Gina Holes Out. Tits up. E. Happy birthday to me again. Oh my God. But this is because this is my birthday's on a Sunday and we release episodes on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So it's just both. And technically, in real time, it's closer to my birthday now. So this feels like the actual birthday episode. Got it. You know? Because in real Got time it. and future time, it's the I- time. Kim's, Kim's the one who does all the, the math, time. including the birthday math. So that's uh, two two birthday episodes for Ms. Burns. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I feel like I had something to tell you, but it's immediately out of my brain. So as soon as we started recording, everything just flushed out of my brain. Is like, it that uh, we're going to be live this uh, Sunday when wait I got let me do the math <laughs> yeah let's do you do that you do the date when math. are we um we are currently December 8th which means this Sunday December 12th yes we're gonna do a live show yes um so you can buy passes to the festival um where you can see all of the amazing um movies that have been selected for the axe wound film festival and within that pass you get to see our live show and uh 
it's going to be really fun. We're actually going to do two films from the festival. Um, so kind of a different vibe than what we've done before. But I'm super excited. Me and too. super excited to be sponsoring this film festival because Kim and I both really believe in it. Um, showcasing uh, women and non-binary and female identifying people and there's no awards so it's just a big celebration collaboration type vibe and I'm here for it to see it yeah so So, I'm sure there'll be links in the show notes to do that there's going to be also some discount codes I don't know what they are right now but there's going to be something in there and if you go to the show notes yeah check the show notes for things and then also follow us on social media at Podcast. And I'll be sure to share stuff um, definitely on Instagram Um, and in our Facebook group. We'll have to do that at Sammy Stay Alive maybe Um, for discount codes or if we have tickets to give away or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We will let you know there. So keep an eye out, kid. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. So we posted two polls in Patreon, or rather Kim did. Kim Kim got all the suggestions together and posted two polls for what Christmas episodes people wanted us to do. And at, right after she posted them, Kim texted me and was like, these votes are so <laughs> interesting. And th- it's closed now. Kim and I definitely both have to have, like, or I have to watch mine. I probably already have by this point. Um, but yeah fascinating that the opinions without giving anything away the opinions on who should do what movie were so specific so it was the same exact list it was just one list was to vote on kim's movie and one was to vote on cats and there was like no overlap at all whatsoever and yours is like only between two yeah like two specific ones and then mine is like across the freaking board yeah, yours is I like, was like this is now I'm vote. like I need a follow up poll on why a did fo- you choose what you chose? <laughs> I'm just fascinated. No, well, well, mine is now like a runaway leader. Yeah. Like it's bana- but I'm just like what is about to happen in this movie that everyone's like I got to hear Ketrin tell it cuz now I'm nervous. So or they think they want to see if I can stay alive in it. Oh, so I'm true. nervous too. True. We're, We're both, both nervous. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, join our Patreon if you want to vote in other polls and do other stuff. And Yeah. I did Next a- time we have like a mini-sode, I want to ask people why they voted, what they voted on. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just we did do, a tarot read for our $3 patrons. didn't make sense, we do our mini-sodes live on YouTube. So, <laughs> so we, yeah, we can like That's why you can, we can communicate with people, not just um, – uh, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, though we can communicate with you in our Facebook group, too, which is super fun. All right, yeah. That's where the suggestions yeah. came from. Yes. And then the votes come from Patreon. Yeah, so come interact with us. We still have um, holiday merch in our store, so go check oh, that out that. And, and buy some. Don't just check it out. Pur- purchase. Purchase the merchus. <laughs> <laughs> purchase the merchus. Uh. Has anybody ever said that? They should. Great. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into it. I'm not going to see myself out. I like it. <laughs> um, that's all I have. All I have is to tell the journey of me choosing a movie. I, see, here's the thing. At this point, I'm just like, 
everyone else pick all my movies always because then yeah. when I have to decide <laughs> I can't. It's do hard. It. It's hardsies. And I was like, oh, I'll do a snowy cold movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the ones of the polar are like off the list, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because you just did a cold movie, so I was like, I'll do that. And well, that's a story. And then I <laughs> was like, oh, it's my birthday. I could just do one that I maybe really want to see. Oh, or no, right. you know what? Then I was looking at no, no, what I did. <laughs> no, I I was desperately searching more Josh Hartnett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Our wow. films, which there's only Halloween H2O, and, and I just didn't want to do that one. And plus, it was Halloween. I don't know. It just didn't feel yeah. right. Also, then, like, in the competition that we secretly have between Josh Hartnett and Devin Sawa, uh, that would put Josh Hartnett in the lead for movies that we've done with him in them. What's the second Devin one? Uh, Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Oh. Yeah. Um. So then I just... That's a competition I just made up right now. Right. So here it is. (laughs) Then I started looking up, like, just, like, hot leads in horror films. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, what's a gift I can give myself in a horror movie? I love it. And that's why... After an all weekend, I was like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? I would just send her, like, groups, groupings. So she never knew what I was, like, leaning towards. Um, I sent her like three at a time being like, have you seen any of these three? Have you seen any of these three? And I couldn't decide. And so anyway, finally, I, I wasn't liking any of it. And I was like, okay, I'll do one of these cold ones. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it, Ken? <sighs> she she feels, she's, she seems exhausted by her choice. I watched a whole one. I I don't even know why I watched the whole thing because I wanted to turn it off halfway through. I think I did turn it off halfway through, but then I was like, well, I kind of want to find out what happens. Uh, but yeah. like, <laughs> like the the writing and the dialogue were so bad mm-hmm. that I was like angry about it. Yeah. Like it wasn't even funny. No. Is and that, the idea yeah. was good. So I was like, oh, I want to find out what happened. So it's called Devil's Pass. And it's about like the Dilatov Pass in Russia. So it's like a snowy mountain where a bunch of people died in the 50s, which is a real thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And so they do like, um, it's like this college um, film documentary crew mm-hmm. who I guess they're supposed to be like grad students or something. But like the relationship between the students was so painful and like Mm. I just hated it I don't know if it was yeah acting or writing or both or all of the above a direct I don't fucking know yeah but it was the fucking worst it was so many things it was like got really misogynistic really fucking disgusting in so many ways like a little rapey and I was just like but like as a joke rapey like that kind of thing you know and I was like that's when I turned it off at one point I was like fuck this garbage yeah. And That's I was like, I can't, like, I literally can't s- speak this movie to Ketron without just rolling my eyes the whole time. Because yeah. it was like, it was like they were trying to write that thing of like, we're buddies. We're, we're fucking with, the, we're like busting each oh. other's balls. Oh. Um, and that like, requires and then the relationship between like, you know, early 20s men and women 
flirting question mark i don't fucking know it was such garbage and it was the epitome of that thing where you like hate everyone so you don't care if they die (laughs) right you're kind of like checking them off the list okay great they're dead awesome yeah but i had spent so many hours just deciding on one to watch and then i gave an hour of it suffering through and then i turned it off and then i was like depressed and couldn't figure anything else to watch (laughs) and i just like it was at least i was like i just want to finish what the story is eventually they stopped talking to each other and then things happen and i don't even know how i feel about that but i don't know i fucking hated it if anyone's seen it let me know your thoughts i literally like couldn't get past their relationship of what it was trying to be of just now i like have to hate watch it because <laughs> now I'm just too curious about it. It's just so, so bad. Yeah. I'm too curious. Also, before you get into this, I just thought of a great poll that I'm going to do for next month. Maybe we can do the same thing where it's like Kim tells or cat tells of like super hot movies. Like who can like turn Kim and cat on. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Happy that's, New Year to all of us. Yeah, that's a great way to start the new year. Fuck, I'm going to fucking open up those suggestions now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this will be great. Um, um, so what movie, can can I hear about the movie you did watch? So then I remembered that I had a plan for my birthday movie. Oh. Doofus. When did you make it? Last year? A couple months ago, closer to Halloween. Okay. And I was like, uh-huh. ooh, I'm saving. I can't wait to do one of these i'm gonna do it for me birthday my birthday okay got it that is something from one of my favorite franchises that has inspired our podcast scream yay uh this is where my goldfish brain really comes in handy because kim asked me which screams do you remember and i have obviously one um, I recently watched four, uh, and then I remember two. I think I also recently watched two. Couldn't tell you a single solitary thing about three. Like, can't I've watched it, but I could not tell you a single thing about it. So, I'm yeah. assuming I can't remember anything about it either. I watched the whole yeah. thing, and I was like, I don't remember four either. So you can definitely. Um, Maybe do, do that four. one when the new one comes out or something, unless oh, we fight to the death over who does the new one. Oh, yeah. Well, I if I will do four if you want to do five of Scream. Really? Yeah. That I I don't I enjoy watching movies through your eyeballs, and I have no problem then going to see it on my own. Like this, both are very fun for me, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me either way. Oh. Well then, why do you get to? Why are you doing any new movies ever? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Anyway, so, yeah, so that's fine. So this is Scream Three. Moral right. of the story is: Thank you to your goldfish brain for my birthday present. You're welcome. Of getting to do Scream Three, which I didn't get to push play on until. Late last night, and it's a full two hours. So, uh, oh damn! Let's just say, I, let's get cracking. <laughs> it was mm, woke up this morning with still more to do. So, oh sheesh! But like worth it and so fun. Yeah, honestly, Can the only thing I'm bummed this. about is that I didn't get to watch have a have a casual relaxing watch this weekend mm. when I was busy 
watching watching garbage garbage cans (laughs) watching garbage Garbage cans cans climb snow mountains Ugh. (laughs) now i'm just picturing those metal aluminum cans from the 80s climbing a mountain (laughs) all right this was made in 2000 okay directed by the one the only Wes craven Screenplay by Aaron Kruger. No mm-hmm. relation to Freddy. Ah. That uh, we know of. No, I Googled it. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he also wrote The Ring and um, Skeleton Key, which we've done. Oh, snap. Yeah. That was Skeleton Key was like our fifth episode yeah, or something. Way back when. Yeah. Um, and of course, the characters are created by Kevin Williamson, your best friend. Yes. My best friend. I have to, uh, uh, our friend Guy Busick, who uh, knows Kevin Williamson Uh and is one of the writers, (laughs) and is one of the writers for Scream 5. Scream 5. And the amazing fucking Ready or Not, one of my favorite ever. Yes. Um, You guys, Guy Busick, he's he's our dude. I fucking love that guy's writing. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, guy music. We love you. But he motherfucking called my ass out and was like, yeah, I report all of your shade to Kevin Williamson <laughs> from every episode. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I was like, it's because I love Kevin Williamson so much that I hold him to such a high standard. So really, it's a compliment. I'll never. So report that I feel like back, every time guy I bring music. this up because I just like, I can't ever forget the moment of you throwing the 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 biggest shade that's ever yeah. been thrown and then like Truly. five seconds later making like a worse the worst joke you've ever made the worst joke i've ever made yeah all in one it's, moment and i was just like you need to apologize and see yeah, yourself I, out yeah i do and and you know what i'll never stop apologizing kevin williamson i <laughs> i apologize again guy please report this back to him immediately <laughs> now on on with the show dead or alive roman Alive. Sarah. Dead. Jennifer. Dead. Angelina. Dead. Tom. Dead. Tyson. Dead. CW. Dead. Christine. Dead. Kincaid. Dead. Security guard. Dead. Milton. Dead. Martha. Alive. Okay. We start nighttime on the Hollywood sign Hmm. from a helicopter shining its light on there as they fly by a horrible freeway accident that's just causing or I don't know I don't know about the accident itself it's they're talking about it on like the news kind of thing um they're they're now catching all the horrible traffic Uh, that it's causing very familiar on the Hollywood freeways yes you've been there the 405 the 101 yeah so it's all terrible it's backed up for miles so it's a Tuesday at 2 (laughs) a.m. Cut to our friend Cotton Weary. Mm. Liev Schreiber. And I have a boner for him. Mm. 
<laughs> no comment from Kim. <laughs> I was thinking so much that I didn't know what yeah. to say. Yeah, it was a lot of thought <laughs> happening, you guys. Join our Patreon to see how many thoughts crossed across this girl's face. Um, I also think he's hot. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> haven't heard the nicest things. Oh, I haven't either. I'm just talking purely about the boner that he gives yeah, me. Yeah, my boner shrivels when people are not nice. So hmm. there's the difference between us, I guess. I guess. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he's on his car phone and he's like bitching at his fucking agent or something because he's like, I'm the host of like the number one talk show in the nation, blah, 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 blah. And I'm doing this cameo in this shitty slasher flick. They need to be paying me like at least a million. Da, 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 da. All right. His other line, which is a cell phone rings. So he picks up and it's a lady and he's like, hello. And she says, hello. And he says, who's this? And she says, who's this? And he's like, who are you calling? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's the wrong number. You know, your voice sounds so familiar, though. It sounds like Cotton Weary, the talk show host. Like, he has a really sexy voice. And he's like, ah! oh, thank you. And she's like, it's you. Agreed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> ah! And he's like, hold on. I'm on, on the other line. Hold on. I'll be right back. So he goes ah! to his car phone and is like, mm -hmm. I have someone on the other line. I'll call you back. So he goes back to the lady and um, <laughs> uh, I guess he says something about like, oh, are you a 100% cotton fan? Which so like his show is called 100% cotton. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the joke was there for the taking, you know, I'll, I'm here so for I'll it. take it. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, I'll take it. When your name is Cotton, you gotta. I was here for it all day. Yeah. So they're getting all flirty, 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 talky, blah, blah, blah. The lady says, what would your girlfriend say? And he's like, what makes you think I have a girlfriend? Mm. And then he hears, I know you do because I'm <gasps> right outside her bathroom door. And it's like the, the ghost face voice, which I obviously yes! didn't practice and wasn't very good at. Right. But um, also, thank you for, for, for telling me what the what the voice was <laughs> in the screen movie that we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I order? If I if only I had decided before less than twelve hours ago that I would do this movie, I should have gotten a voice machine. Yeah. I thought you were going to say voice lessons. Like, hey, can you teach me how to do the screen <laughs> voice? <laughs> no, I would have just got a. That's easier. Yeah. Um, she's in the shower. She's got a nice little voice, and now uh -huh. we're seeing like POV walking down a hallway into a bathroom where there's a lady showering. Okay. And Ghostface says she's very pretty. Um, a real step up from Maureen Prescott. Rude! Let's play a little game. If you're right, your girlfriend lives. And if you're wrong, she dies. I don't trust it. Where's Sydney? <gasps> And oh, Cotton is no. like, who is this? If you lay a finger on Christine, I'll fucking kill you. And Ghostface says, wrong answer, and hangs Shit. up. Oh, no. So Cotton is like in 
not moving traffic like we're just standing still so he now he like yeah. crashes through some cars to like just get to the side Honk. of the road and like drives off yeah. into grass somewhere to get yeah. out of traffic cut to his girlfriend getting out of the shower and she's like drying off and cotton's calling her um and like driving like crazy and back to her she's like you know goes into her bedroom and she like drops the towel on the ground and we see on the wall that the what? phone line has been cut. Oh no! So he's calling and calling and she's not receiving any right. ringing. And so now Cotton calls 911 and it's busy. Sure. And I was what? like, that's correct. That is correct. That's not Especially movie. In California. That's not movie magic. Well, not California. Yep. LA. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've called before and it's been busy. We've talked yeah. about it. So cut to a girlfriend dressing, and in the other room, music turns on. Mm. So she's what like, cotton? Uh-huh. And then goes into the living room and, like, turns off the stereo. Where did you come from, cotton Joe? Uh, the, the, boo, his, his name is Cotton. Boo. <laughs> boo. Sorry. Boo. <laughs> Sound like the old crone lady from Princess Bride, <laughs> which is fair. Continue. And she's like, "Cotton, you know I don't like your stab games." Catherine does. I'm a little into it. And what are you stabbing me with, Cotton? She hears like a door open and close, and um. I don't know where she is now but anyway from like the other room she hears cotton be like christine are you all right hon i'm home and she like yells oh you scared the shit out of me and he's like you're not gonna believe what just happened to me and she's like what are you talking about and then it's Ghostface with a ah! knife ah! and she like runs and falls in the hall and Ghostface grabs her leg and she like kicks Ghostface in the, in the ghost face and, the ghost <laughs> and <laughs> runs into like the room down the end of the hall, which is like the office or something, and like closes it and locks the door. And on okay. the other side, it's Cotton being like, sorry, babe, open the door. I was just playing. What? And she's like, what the fuck? Um, what? Like, she's like, this isn't like a fun game, or why do you think this is fun or something, or what do you, you know? And right. then it's Ghostface, Ghostface being like, how much fun it'll be to rip your insides. Okay, okay. Open okay, the okay, fucking okay. door. <laughs> and yeah. then a knife starts like stabbing at the door. Sure. So basically, just to be clear, like Ghostface basically had like a recording of. Yeah. Of Cotton. Okay, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like Stab Cotton's games. voice. And so now outside, Cotton pulls up and he's like running inside. He gets to the front door. It's open. So he's calling mm-hmm. for his girlfriend. He's like looking around and he hears the TV on in the bedroom. And of course, it's his show. Sure. 100% cotton. 100% cotton. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you go? That's the theme song. Obviously. To the show. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> his whole show is just based on the look, the feel, the feel of cotton. cotton. The fabric of a life. I'd like to feel the feel of cotton. Am I right? Uh, only if you were nicer. Yeah. Only if you were 
<laughs> I hope Josh Hartnett is nice. I think, I he think is. he's nice. I think he's nice. I think, I think our two our two mascots, Devin and Josh, are nice. I think they are. Yeah. Did you hear that, Devin and Josh? You're a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you and Burp's map. Yeah, you and Burp's. <laughs> That's beautiful uh, company. It is. I'm going to make that. Cute. Like, Can you yeah. make a merch of that? I will. I will. Just like it's going to be us as Devin, couples and then yes. like burp snap in the middle. Burp <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's going to be cute. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Oh, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> so boop, 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 boop. Cotton. He looks in the shower. Nothing. He grabs a hearth weapon. Yes. Got it. And is looking around the house and he sees like the bedroom door that has like stabby wounds in it. Mm-hmm. And then here's a noise. And he's like, Chris, is that you, babe? And he tries to open some door like down the end of the hall and it's locked. So he like busts the door open and then girlfriend is in there and like swings a golf club at him. And she's <gasps> like, stay back. He's, she's like, you've gone crazy. And he's like, was somebody in the house? Girlfriend thinks that Cotton wants to kill her. Like, he, she okay. thinks it was, like, him the whole time, you know? Um, So she, like, swings the club at him. He, like, ducks down. So she's, like, standing in the doorway, like, you know, over top of him. And now he sees behind her down the end of the hall, ghost face. And he's like, Chris, get out of the way. Question number one, what do you do? What does she do? She. Christine girlfriend. So I'm I am Christine and I'm between Cotton and Ghostface. Yeah, but Ghostface is behind you. You haven't seen him. Okay. And I have a golf club. You've got a golf club. All right. You're a um, professional golfer. You made it to the masters and you survived. Oh, cool. I'm impressed you knew what the golf competition was the theme song for golf was yeah the yeah. theme song for golf I know um it. how far away is Ghostface from down me? the hall I have a feeling that like Ghostface is either going to charge at me very fast or throw his knife at me so what I am going to do is turn around, duck down, and swing the golf club as hard as I possibly can at his knees and then beat the ever-living shit out of him when he crumbles to the ground um, while I tell Cotton to go call 911 from his car phone. Um, And I'm going to hit him over the head forever. What does she do? So all Cotton says is like, watch out. Chris, get out of the way. Chris, get out of the way. Does she duck? She ducks. I have a point for you. Thank you. She swings the go- she hits the golf club over at Cotton. She hits him with hits the golf the- club. Hits Cotton. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And All he's right. like behind you, stabbed in the back. Ah, sure. Sure. She never. Sure. She didn't see. She was. He was like. You know, she just yeah. thought it was him the whole time. Right. Um, stabbed in the back. Ghostface slices Cotton's arm and Cotton is like fighting back and like throws a bookshelf on Ghostface. Ghostface gets out and like stabs um, Cotton. And then 
like I think into like a voice machine says like it's a simple game, Cotton. You should have told me where Sydney was. Now you lose. Stab. Ah! Goodbye. Scream three. One hundred percent cotton. More like one hundred percent dead. Oh, <laughs> call us for writing. Yeah. Now we're at beautiful mountains, very serene. The birds are chopping. It's lovely. <laughs> How beautiful. And we see Sydney. Sydney! Ding, 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 ding. Our best friend. Mm-hmm. And she's got a doggy and is very peaceful. And she goes inside like a big like wooden fence and like closes mm-hmm. the fence and like sets an alarm like inside the fence. Okay. And takes like a long path like up to like a like a mountain house sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's very isolated. She goes now inside the house and there's also an alarm like inside that to like shuts the door and sh- sets the alarm in there. Okay. And then like multiple locks the door. Okay. She sits down at her desk and on the counter is an operations manual and it says California Women's Crisis Counselor. Oh. And she puts on, like, a headset. So this is, yeah. like, her job, basically. Her job. Yeah. And she goes on her phone, and the phone has two lines. One says office, one says home. Got it. Okay. So she calls from the office line. She, like, calls the center and is like, hey, this is Laura from Monterey. I'm ready to start mm. answering calls or whatever. Yeah. And so she takes her first call and she's like, hi, this is Laura. Mm-hmm. And um, spoiler alert for anyone listening, her name isn't Laura. It's not. It's, it's Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she's really hiding herself. Yes. Her identity. So it's like an 18-year-old with a boyfriend who hits her and things like that. And so they're talking. Mm-hmm. Cut to the star of the show. Who? The dog? Gail Weathers bangs. Gail uh, Weathers and her bangs that are very bad. Somebody just <laughs> posted about that. That was like, I, I'm not going to get this right, but it was basically like the greatest villain of our time, Gail Weathers bangs and Scream 3 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and it was like a picture of it. And then I was like, why were we doing this? Why were we doing this? It's right around the same time that Sarah Michelle Gellar also did this on Buffy. And everyone was, Yeah. I don't know. It was know only that for Sarah a couple Geller did it. It was only for a few episodes, but everyone was and like And then they started putting a wig on her. Like how did those even I, grow out fast enough? I don't know, but it was a problem. It was a problem. So I have to Google that now because I've never yeah. seen it. They're special. They're special. So mm-hmm. she's like giving some speech to journalists and she's like, you know, break all the rules, blah, 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 blah. Do anything that you need to do to get the story. If the world hates you, they hate you, as long as you get the story. All right. And someone asks a question and is like, oh, so, like, do we really need to be that cutthroat just because you did it? Like, was it worth it? And then the moderator is like, okay, we're out of time. Goodbye now. And, like, ends <laughs> Okay, <the> bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. And the moderator had received, like, a note, and she hands it to Gail and says, the police are outside. They want to see her. So she goes out. I forgot to pull up. Everyone and their mother is in this movie. 
Oh, interesting. It's one of those casts where it's just like, I recognize that guy and that guy and that guy. Yeah. And I meant to have up like a list with me so I could say who it is. So I'm probably going to miss people. They're all people. Yep. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> other movies that we do, these where are all, not people. all people. Yeah, exactly. So, Dr. Detective. <laughs> Dr. <Doc> Detective. <laughs> That's doctor and detective for short. I'm a duck detective. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, that's that's Thomas Janine. Thomas Janine was literally a doctor. He was a duck detective in Halloween (laughs) three. Good old Thomas Janine. All right, so duck detective is Detective Mark Kincaid, played Mm -hmm. by. Patrick Dempsey. Oh, hello, Patrick. Therefore, Dr. Detective. Doc, I think Tem- that's what my Dr. brain was doing. Yeah. Crazy Anatomy. Got it. got it. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Dempsey, right? I think so. Is it Crazy Anatomy? But I, I mix up Patrick Dempsey and Dermot Mulrooney. Oh, I could see that. Do I? No. Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulrooney. I right. Mix up. Oh, I could see but that. But I think Patrick Dempsey is in that mix somewhere, too. Patrick Dempsey's like, the beginning in the beginning of Grey's Anatomy, of Grey's Anatomy, like the yeah, main yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. he's in okay. that eighties movie where he's a pizza delivery guy. Got it. Anyway, he tells her that Cotton's been murdered, and that the killer left something on Cotton's body. <gasps> what? And he's like, "This is like privileged information. I'm only telling you because, like, you know about the thing. You might be able to help." Da, 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 da. But if you fuck a chair with anyone, like, yeah. Yeah. So she promises, you know, she's like, I swear on the Pulitzer Prize that I will win one day. Gail. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gail. So he opens it up. It's a picture of like a young girl. Okay. And she says, that's Maureen Prescott. <gasps> okay. But it's like not the Maureen Prescott I recognize. It's like, it must be her as like early 20s, basically. Okay. All right. Cut to... TV, Sydney has it on, and she's hearing about the murder of Cotton. Mm-hmm. And they're also talking about how Stab 3 is now being filmed. Okay. All if right. I remember from the second one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The movie franchise Stab. Yeah. And um, so that's being filmed currently, and it's about Woodsboro and the Wyndham College murders, which was like what happened in Scream 2. Two, yeah. So she turns it off. Cut to the studio stage where Stab 3 is being filmed. And outside the studio, there's like a ton of reporters and stuff and like security guards and everything and all going nuts. So inside on the stage, it looks exactly like Woodsboro. The first one, the first movie. I hope Sydney is getting some money from this. I know, right? Well, it's like, her how does likeness, that work? So, yeah, she'd have I'm to gonna, at least sign off. Can you postmortem that? Like, how how you make movies about real people that are still alive? Like, do you have to get permission? Or okay, so there's a group of people that I can only assume is like the producers or whatever. I'm sure there's a ton of faces in there that I'm supposed to know who they are. It's probably real people, but I don't know them. So, sure. Anyway, they're talking about like. Oh, like one of them like doesn't want to stop the movie. Like let's just hire more security. Basically, they're debating about like sh- shutting down the movie or not. Right. And 
or versus like trying to get just more security or something. Sure. So now the detectives come in and we cut to the cast talking. So this is all the people playing, all the people we know. And they're talking about how it's probably just like some crazy fan. Da, 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 da. And one of them's like, what if the killer is Sydney Prescott? <gasps> how dare you? Rude. Scandalous. Libel. Libel Blah. to a scandal. I'm suing. Sue scandal. And one of the girls is like, I'm sure we're not in any danger. Like, this was just about Cotton. Like, he's been a dick to a ton of people. It was probably just personal to him. And then, like... Typecasting! hey <laughs> And then one of the... Um, dee, 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 dee. Oh, someone else starts reading from the script. And her line is literally, like, page 39. I'm sure we're not in any danger. Like, exactly what she just oh, said, basically. yeah. yeah. So then one of the girls is like, I guess it's just like not meant to be, you know, the movie. And yeah. they're talking about like how are so this is the girl playing Sydney, who's yeah. actually Emily Mortimer. Shut the fuck up <laughs> though. Otherwise known as Whitaker. Emily Mortimer. Oh and right. Drew somebody Whitaker. Yes, that I they, don't know. The they are between. the Dermot Mulrooney and uh, Dylan 100%. McDermott of Ladies. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Emily Mortimer. Okay. Yeah. And then turns out, so everyone else is kind of like a B-list celebrity or something, or maybe even well-known celebrity, but like she won a talent search to become oh, Sydney. So like she like shit. beat out like. Jodie thou- Whittaker. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She beat out like thousands of people. Um, They're like this you know what i mean like this is such a big yeah. deal like how are you okay yeah. like letting this go and she's like yeah i mean i i of course i care but not at the, at the expense of people's lives yeah and then gail comes on gail. the stage and she has a fucking camera in her purse that's like secretly hiding with like a hole in it so she's recording the whole thing gail weathers and then the the actress playing gail <laughs> oh oh who is parker posey Parker I love you so funny so she's all like dressed up as Gail and they're like real snooty to each other you know like shitting on each other and clearly like god that's perfect casting Gail knows who like this just the girl's name is Jennifer as an actress um okay like knows who she is and has like done a story about her so they're like you know and then Dewey comes in. Oh, sweet little Dewey. And Dewey and Gail like bump into each other and clearly they haven't seen each other in a long time and they're like not really friendly either. Mm. And then Dewey and um actress Jennifer Gale yeah. are clearly friends, if not more. Uh, oh, Dewey and Parker Posey. Yes. Okay, got it. And so basically, like, Gail is watching that happen. And, you know, Jennifer Gale is, like, maybe wanting to be like, oh, like, help me understand you more. Like, da 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 or, or like, oh, I think she was asked. It was like they were working together so she could understand Gail more kind of okay. thing. Yeah. Because um, they say something like, oh, she's this, this, this. But inside it's just, like, a lost and lonely little girl inside or something like that. And Gail's like, what right. the fuck? so um dewey is like working for the production he's the tech advisor on set because he 
sure. knows about the real incidents. Okay. So. I'll bite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now actor Dewey mm-hmm. comes over. He comes up to Gail and he's like, oh, like giving compliments to her, but kind of backhanded. And then is like, oh, my gosh, I loved that story that you did about me crashing my car and saying that it was drunk driving, (gasps) basically. Um, So he's like, are you parked on the studio? You better check that no one's messed with your brake line. So everyone's like pissed at Gail and like because she's on TV now somewhere and, you know, just doing like basically like an entertainment tonight kind of thing. So like doing stories about people. And basically her career is based on exploiting the victims of this whole thing. Yeah. So I think Gail and Dewey then like talk about the picture Mm -hmm. of Maureen Prescott and Mm -hmm. like someone asks if Sydney knows and Dewey basically won't say anything because he's like. I'm sure, you know, she's like, I don't, you know, like, how would I be filming anything or whatever? Like, I don't have anything, you know? And he's like, didn't I give you that purse? So, like, he knows that she has a fucking camera That she's filming it. Yeah. And then a producer comes over and is like, Gail Weathers, no press, get out of here. And so, like, security (laughs) takes her out. Okay. As she's being pulled out, there's, like, a studio tour going on outside that, like, Jay and Silent Bob are a part of very randomly. And then what? are like, oh, my God, hey, it's Gail Weathers. How exciting. <laughs> and then, we I, like, and then we move on. And then we keep I going bet, with the movie. <laughs> knowing Kevin Smith, I bet he was like, hey, can we be in this? Or, like, <laughs> or like was maybe filming, like, Jay and Silent Bob and was just like, can we have a cameo? Like, It, it truly was out of nowhere and never comes back again. It was yeah. just... That's the kind of shit that Kevin Smith, that Kevin Smith does. I can totally see him doing that. Yeah. It was the most random thing ever. Cut to Sydney and her dad talking at her house and about how it's happening again. And one of them is like, no, Cotton had a lot of enemies. Like, it's not, you know. Yeah. And Sydney's kind of like, none of this would have happened if she hadn't dot, Mm. dot, dot. (laughs) And dad wants her to come home. You know, she's like using a fake name and lives so far away, and it's like she doesn't exist anymore. And she's like, "Well, mm. that's kind of the point. The point you yeah. can't kill what you can't find, right?" So, cut to Sydney asleep on the couch in the living room, and on the table next to her is like that that framed photo of like her and her mom. She's having a dream, and it's like dark in the night in the woods and it's clearly her mom (laughs) who's like wearing one of your nightgowns walking through the woods my very comfortable sleep gowns yes and she wakes up and stares and mom is like in Ah! the window right in front of her and she sits up and it's like sydney come here i'm your mother i want to talk to you everything you touch dies Ah! You're like poison, just like me. And slowly kind of like slides down and like disappears under the windowsill. And so Sydney like gets up and like looks at the window and then ghost faces at the window and breaks the window and jumps in at her. And then um, Sydney wakes up. Oh, fuck. No ghost face. It was a dream. Phew. Cut to back to the stage. Jenny McCarthy is pulling up. Jenny McCarthy? Yeah. 
she's Sarah and clearly playing Tatum. Um, okay. She's the one that was like, we're not in any danger at all. Got it. Um, so she pulls up to like one of the offices area. Mm-hmm. Um, not the actual like stage, but like within the studio. Mm-hmm. So she goes in the office and it's empty. So she's calling for Roman and like looking around and she hears noise and it's Tyson. Yeah. Who was just doing a makeup test and has like, um, I don't know, something around like add scissors or something around each side of his head. So it looks like he's been stabbed with scissors. Oh, okay. Um, and him and the makeup artist leave and he's like, everyone's gone home already. So like it's like multiple offices in like this one, but like one story building, you know, of just like, oh, yeah. there's wardrobe area in here, makeup area in here, like that kind of thing. And then the office of the director who's Roman. So Jenny goes in the office and the phone rings <laughs> and she was like holding on to like a little like trophy or something. And so she drops it when the phone rings and like the head <laughs> falls off. She breaks it. So she answers. Um She's in the director's office, and it's Roman on the phone, who's the director, mm-hmm. who is Scott. Uh, Scott Foley. Scott Foley from Felicity. Felicity? Felicity? I do remember Felicity. Do I need to do a rewatch of all of Felicity? Do I need to do a rewatch of Would all of that Felicity? that bring joy to my life? Would it bring joy to my life? I think it Should would. we maybe have a Felicity, Felicity marathon together? <laughs> yeah. Should I bring the popcorn and you bring the Felicity? Done and done. Great. How many seasons did they have? Who we'll know? look it up. Yeah. I like don't even like remember any specifics besides her cutting her hair. Obviously, uh, but, the scandal. Yeah. The it scandal. Was it was the scandal of the decade when she did that. I just remember it bringing me good feelings. I just remember the enjoyment of it. It's like I that saying it. of like people don't remember like things you do or whatever. They remember how you make them feel. How you made them feel. Yep. That's yep. felicity for me. That's felicity. I remember yeah. how it made me feel. Yeah. So – Felicity is there. No, Roman is Scott Foley. That's how we got, got here. Okay, yeah. So he's calling to tell her that he's running late. Um, why don't we just talk about your character while I'm on the phone? Um, Candy, apparently. Isn't she Tatum? I don't understand. Her name's Candy. Um, but also, this is Stab 3. So Tatum died in Stab 1. Yeah, but it's about the Woodsboro and college murders. Because, like, the on set is, like, Sydney's house and and Stu's house. Oh, And, okay. like, the van. Like, it's a bunch of stuff from one. Yeah, they probably just... If I had time, I would have rewatched two so I could update you. But, um... Right. Can't remember. Okay, so she's playing someone named Candy. Maybe Candy is in two. All right. I did watch the trailer of two so I could get a little refresh. <laughs> and, you know, it has one of my favorite scenes where, um... What's his face puts his he's in like the public bathroom and he puts his ear to the thing to the wall and then gets stabbed stabbed. through the wall. And then also when they're in the movie theater with our um our best friend Jada Pinkett. Yes. Um yeah. And she gets stabbed like yeah. Those are the main things I remember. Um anyway. Uh Candy 
So fucking Jenny is like all pissed because she's like, Candy gets killed second. She's like, plus I have to die naked. And also I'm like 35 playing a 21-year-old. Like what the fuck is going on? I need to talk to my agent. Okay. And he's like, okay, let's just run your lines. And she says, so she like opens up her script, you know, and she's like, hello. And some, you know, she's like, who's this? Or no, she's like, hello. And he says, who's this? And she says, this is Candy. Let me get some clothes. And she's like <laughs> bitching about having to be in the shower, et cetera. There's more lines back and forth. Da, 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 da. And then Candy says, who is this? Jenny's character is Sarah. Okay. Who's playing Candy. Okay. I was right. Not so many names in this one. It's a lot of it names. It was a lot to keep track of. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's like, what's your name? And she says, Candy. And... You know, he's like, that's not your name. And she's like, well, what is it then? He's like, oh, it's my favorite name, Sarah. (gasps) And she's like, Roman, that's not the line. And he's like, it is in my script. And she's like, there's a fucking rewrite again? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Why is this happening? Like, she's so fucking pissed. (laughs) Jenny McCarthy back in 2000. That, That was her decade, man. And... Roman says, it's not a rewrite. It's a new movie. My movie. Uh-oh. Then it's Ghostface voice being like, and it's called Sarah gets skewed like a fucking pig. <gasps> so she like runs to the front door. But on the other side of the door, it's like a glass door, but it has like a thing over it kind of. So, but there's like a shadow of a person on the other side. Okay. Question two, what do you do? What does she do? All right. I'm going to run Back into the office, lock the door and block it, and call 911 from that phone. She, I think, just runs back into the main area, but maybe not into the office, like just away from the front door. Yay! I really wish I had practiced my ghost face voice. I might need to take a second to do that. Although, who are we kidding? I can't do voices. If only Ghostface sounded like a chainsaw. What's a chainsaw? Yeah. If only Ghostface was an inanimate object, you'd be inanimate. golden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually think it's bad. Like, what you're doing, your cadence sort of at the end of his sentences is actually getting there. Thanks. I just want to be able to, like, switch between, like, Hi, I'm doing a regular voice. And now I'm doing ghost face voice. That's what that was. I, I hear, but <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. Guys, that guys, that, that was just for showcase. Cut that that, cut that, that. wasn't, that, I didn't mean that one. <laughs> yeah. Do over, do that over. That was an example of like what, 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 what would, would be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Wait, do you do it? Surprise, Sydney. Surprise, Sydney. Surprise, Sydney. It's called Sarah gets skewed like a fucking pig. I think the problem is it's a little bit your cryptkeeper voice. <laughs> oh, we know what happened there. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. Surprise, it's- Sydney. <laughs> Surprise, Sydney. It's supposed to be. It's- here's what it. Cryptkeeper needed to be higher pitched, I think. And this needs to be lower pitched, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Surprise, Sydney. Join us on our uh, Bad Impersonations podcast. <laughs> it's called Sarah Gets Skewed Like a Fucking Pig. That was... That's see, what I'm going to do from now on. Yeah, it's not bad. 
So she runs back the other way into the office down the hallway and into like the wardrobe office room. And there's like a bunch of ghost face costumes <laughs> hanging. Oh, geez. So Worst she just kind of like hides in between them because, you know, they're dresses basically. Sure. So she's just like hiding in one of those um, movie carty, the carts that hold clothes. Yep. Rack. Rack. Clothes rack, but moves on wheels, you know? Yes. So she just climbs in between them and hides there. And she pulls out her cell phone and calls the studio. And it's like a computer that's like, hello, if you'd like to reach this office, blah, blah, blah. I guess she's probably trying to call security of some sort. But it's like she needs to get. Would you not call 911? I know. And she needs to like get to, I don't know, takes 10 minutes to get to the security office. So yeah, blurg. But in the hallway, we see a security guard that <gasps> okay. has walked in. Okay. That's who was on the other side of the door. Okay. But he's like, oh, everyone's gone for the day. Starts like turning off the lights and shutting the place down and now walks out and locks the front door. Oh, no. And now we see behind Jenny, one of the ghost face costumes <gasps> starts moving and pulls no! out a knife. And then now pushes her in the clothing Ah! rack Uh and she like runs to the other side, like grabs a machete and like hits Ghostface. But then the machete like bends in half because it's like a prop machete. Oh, it's a prop machete. (laughs) So they're like swinging at each other. And um, basically Sarah gets knocked through a doorway that has like a, a glass window. She gets like pushed through the glass window and then okay. stabbed in the back. Stabbed in the back. She's wow. Dead. Two stabs in the back so far. She's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Two stabs in the back, one stab in the front. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that how we're keeping track of deaths in this movie? Yep. <laughs> yeah. All front door, back door, all the stabs. <laughs> Cotton Weary can stab yeah. me in the front door or the back door. <laughs> My mom listens to this. <laughs> I know. It's unfortunate every time. Yeah. But so it's got to be me. <laughs> Cut to Gail and Dewey are now like out to lunch. And Gail is telling him that the police asked for her help. And... They're kind of talking about, like, Woodsboro and stuff. Gal's asking, like, why he left Woodsboro. Like, why aren't you home and stuff like that. And she, like, left town pretty quickly, it sounds like. I guess she had an opportunity with something similar to 60 Minutes, sort of. Okay. Which I can't tell if that's, like, what they're referring to to what she does now or if that's, like, what she left and then is now at a different thing. But kind of just, like, talking about the two of them, you know, Gail saying, like, it didn't work. Like, we tried. We're just Mm. different. Yeah. You know, and so what? Like you're here for like Jennifer Gale. Yeah. Jennifer Gale and Parker Posey. Parker Posey. I'm not I'm so sorry. I'm never going to say Parker Posey because I wrote Jennifer Gale in my thing the whole time. So got it. I'm kind of doing it for myself. Yeah. 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 Just um, quit trying to make Parker Posey happen. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Dewey is just like, look, it's not all about you. Gail. Like, yes, it is. And so 
Anyway, now they start talking about the case, like, and he's like, okay, but off the record. Dewey tells her, two months ago, a lady calls the Woodsboro police and asks, says she works for the production and oh. asks for the file on Sydney for research. Okay. And they are like, no, bitch. Yeah. And then a month later, the Woodsboro police gets broken into and ransacked. And Gail's like, did they take Sydney's file? And she did says, they? no, because Dewey had already fucking taken it out. Dewey, Dewey, Dewey. But he's like, I think someone on the film was trying to find Sydney. Oh. You're a detective, Dewey. Dr. Detective Dewey. Dr. Detective Dewey. <laughs> and then um, he gets a page <laughs> from... Hello, I think 2000. it's a page or it's a cell phone, but uh. <laughs> he doesn't pick it up. But regardless, it's Jennifer Gale. Okay. And he's like, oh, Jennifer Gale needs me. I have to go. Okay. So now real Gale follows Dewey and he's going to Jennifer Gale's house, which is like a big house, of course, like in the hills. Sure. You know, and sh- he goes in and she's like super fucking upset. She has a big security guard there played by... Patrick Warburton. Patrick War- Putty. Putty. Yay. Is what I was looking for the whole time. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. So she's freaking out and she's like, there's been a second murder. Fuck. Sarah Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Is dead. And they're like, oh, No. They're killing them in the order they die in the movie. (gasps) Oh, geez. And they're like, who dies third? Jennifer Gale does. Jennifer Gale! Putty better protect her. So that's why she's super freaked. Um, Real Gale and Dewey walk out the door and Jennifer Gale like jumps in the security guard's arms like just freaking out. (laughs) And he's like so sure. much bigger than her. And he's a huge person. He didn't feel huge in Seinfeld, which is weird. But I guess he's a huge person on mm-hmm. postmortem. How huge? How how huge is Patrick Warburton? So Dewey like walks out the front door and goes to like a trailer on the side of the house where he's been living at Jennifer Gale's place. Are they together? I don't know. Okay. I mean, on the record, he's there to help her with the film and stuff and teach her about Gail. But they seem very flirty. Okay. Very flirty. But she's like, can you please go back to your trailer? And very uncomfortable. Okay. All right. Um, And he's like, you know, and of course, Gail is inquisitive as well. And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm her rock. I'm just here for her. I'm her rock. So she likes me to be nearby. Oh, Dewey. So now he's basically like grabs something. I can't really remember. Maybe the gun, maybe a gun or something. And um, uh, he's basically going to go to set to see like the active crime scene. So he is now outside and Patrick Warburton security guard is outside. And he's like, hey, security guard, make sure to take care of Jennifer Gale. I got to go. And then fucking... Patrick's security guard gets real snooty with him and is like, um, I'm sorry, uh, who the fuck are you? Some small town, whatever the fuck, from where? And he's like, 
do you know who I who I've security guarded for? And he's like all these A-list celebrities. So he's like a Hollywood bodyguard, basically. And he got real Uh, Hollywood on on Little Town, Little Town Detective Dr. Dewey. Mm -hmm. Yep. So cut back to the detectives, doctors, actual detectives. Okay. And turns out Sarah Jenna McCarthy body has another picture of young Maureen Prescott. So many young Maureen Prescott photos. So Gail comes in and Detective Kincaid is telling her about Mm -hmm. the pictures. And Dewey tells the police about like Jennifer Gale, I guess maybe that she's next, but then it turns out there's actually three different versions of the script (gasps) and in it, three different people die next. (gasps) Oh shit. So they're not sure which one the killer read. Rewrites fucking shit up yet again. Rewrites. (laughs) So now Roman, who is Scott Foley, who is the director, Mm -hmm. is fucking pissed because they're shut down now. Right, right. Priorities. And he thinks he's next because he's like, look at my trophy. The remember when she dropped it and the head fell off. She did, and he's the head like, fell off. What yeah. do you think this means? It's as clearly a threat. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> for like his video game direction or something like yeah. that. And the detectives come up and they're asking him. So I think we're like in the studio now, like on set, and like you know the detectives are like, oh, like tell us about your meeting with Sarah. And he's like, like I didn't have a meeting with Sarah. And they're like, uh, no. She said she was going to a meeting with you. Like, her roommate, like, heard you on the phone, like, heard your voice, like, setting up the meeting with Sarah. And Roman's like, no, like, this is insane. Like, they're trying to ruin my fucking movie. (laughs) Scott Foley, it's not all about you and your movie. All he cares about. And so they bring Roman to the station. They're like, you got to come downtown. Because... This is suspect. Yeah. And before Detective Dr. Kincaid leaves, though, he's like, oh, my cell phone is dead. Can I borrow yours, Dewey? Okay. So Dewey, like, throws him his cell phone and he, like, walks away with it. Cut now to Sydney's house. She is doing her counseling thing again with her headset at the office. And... She's like, hi, this is Laura. And a woman comes on and is crying. And she's like, I, I killed someone. And Laura Sydney is like, okay, well, um, the, the people you should be calling then is the police. Right. And she's like, the woman is like, no, I need to call you, Laura. Why? And then Sydney looks down at her phone and sees the two lines and the one that's lit up right now is home not it's office home. shit and sydney says call is coming from inside the house <laughs> <laughs> she says who is this <laughs> she's like who is this and the woman says it's mother lara turn on the news 
No. She's like, you're not my mother. Who is this? Turn on the news. So Sydney does. And it's talking about the second murder right. of Jenny McCarthy. And then on the phone, it says, do you think it's do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? I can't stop thinking about the girl. It was a very scary voice you just did. <laughs> I support uh, you. So much better. So you're going to be so much better at it when you do it. Right. I don't. Now you jinxed it. Now I'm going to be like, surprise, Sydney. <laughs> Ghostface suddenly British. Yeah. That gave it away. It's Emily, <laughs> it's Emily Mortimer. It's Emily Mortimer. Or or Jody Whitaker. <laughs> Do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Sydney reaches in her desk drawer, grabs a gun, and like checks the lock and like looks over at the big window. And has a face, and I'm like, is that open? Question mark. I couldn't really tell. Okay. Cut to the Hills house again with Jennifer Gale. Mm-hmm. Um, bodyguard is outside. Inside is the cast. Okay. So it's Jennifer Gale, Tom Dewey, uh huh. You know, fake Dewey. Um, yep. t- maybe Tyson is there. I don't know. Cast members are in there. Oh, fucking Angelina, Sydney, Emily Mortimer. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys. I am broken. Kim's name brain is melting. <laughs> I just don't know how to keep up, everybody. Any of them. <laughs> yeah. So we could say fake Sydney, fake Gail, fake Dewey. Okay. So fake Dewey is like ripping up the script. He's just like, movie's over, fucking pissed. Right. Um, fake Sydney wants him to stop because she's like, people are dead. You know what I mean? Now real Dewey is there. Real Dewey and fake Gail leave the room together. Real Dewey and fake Gail leave the room together. Got it. Go down the hallway to like the bedroom or something. Uh-oh. Real Gail pulls up Ooh. and sees Dewey and fake Gail inside Uh-oh. so she like follows the windows and sneaks around and is like listening to them talk in the bed they're like sitting on the bed talking now um they just see a set of bangs through the window i want to see an entire remake of this movie but like gail's bangs are the killer <laughs> yeah Kevin, did you hear that? Kevin? Kevin Williamson. (laughs) Write it. (laughs) So, um, Dewey is, like, talking about real Gail, and they're, like, looking at pictures of fake Gail. Being real Gail. Being Gail. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Dressed as Gail. And talking about how real Gail is, like, a bitch. Like, she just hides her heart. She's weak. Um, But, like, it's, like, nice things and bad things kind of, you know, a little bit. Like, I feel like. Yeah, like, like how an ex, like, the things you know about someone after being in a relationship. But, like, fake Gail is, like, she's such a bitch. And, like, at first, you know, Dewey's defending her a little, being like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, she just, like, hides her heart and stuff like that. But then is, like, basically, you know, is, like, I mean. 
look, don't get me wrong. She's cruel and selfish as well. Like, <laughs> I can't deny sure. it, basically. Yeah. And then security guard comes <laughs> and grabs real gal outside and calls for fake gal and Dewey. And they're like, real gal was eavesdropping on you. And she's like, <laughs> well, you looked real comfortable in, in there on her bed, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So real Dewey and real gal go to talk. Okay. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> where are you, Dad? Who the fuck is Sarah? <laughs> oh, they go to talk about Sarah Jenny McCarthy, who is fake Tatum, who's fake Tatum, also known as Candy, also right. known as Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy, who's probably not Tatum, but a right. different character. But but, but today she is maybe <laughs> was in Scream Two that we can't remember. Sure. So, they're talking about how she, real Gail found out that the phone call that Sarah got Mm -hmm. setting up the meeting was from a clone (gasps) cell phone. (laughs) Not, like, just a clone in general. (laughs) A clone cell phone, um, not from Roman's cell phone. Okay, okay. So, he didn't set up the meeting. Didn't do it, yeah. And... They're talking about the pictures of Maureen Prescott. And they're like, wow, mm-hmm. she must be like 19 years old in this picture. Like, she's so young. And Gail's like, yeah. What's crazy is there's no info about her at that age. What? It's like two years before she met her husband. She, like, grew up in Woodsboro, but then, like, left town for a couple years. And no one knows anything about that <gasps> time period. And that's, like, about oh how old she is in the picture. Right. Okay. And Dewey's like looking at this picture and he's like, Jennifer, fake Gail. And he's like, the picture. And he looks at the behind Maureen, the building. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's the same building that fake Gail has a photo in front of. Qu'est-ce uh, que c'est? Which means the photo was taken on the back lot of Sunrise Studios. Right. Where the film is being made. Is Maureen a secret actress? We cut to Bodyguard. Okay. He's outside and he gets a phone call mm-hmm. from Dewey on his cell phone. Okay. And so Dewey is telling him to come inside and protect fake Gail. Got it. And now Bodyguard is actually inside Dewey's trailer, kind of walking around looking through his stuff. And he finds like mm-hmm. a picture of real Dewey and real Gale, like, hidden in a drawer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think Dewey's, like, asking, like, what is he, what's he doing or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm just checking that there's no killer waiting to off you like your little sister. Uh, what? Rude. Well, that's way below the belt, bruh. I mean, beyond rude. Yeah, that's very Damn. mean, sir. Yeah. And Dewey's like, what did you say? That makes me angry. And then Ghostface attacks ah! and stabs security guard in the back. Oh, f- uh, that's, that's a three, three back. Three, three backs. One front. Three backs, one front. Track. Yeah. But then, you know, bodyguard, of course, like attacks back. Sure. And so he like pushes Ghostface. 
they're fighting, whatever. Um, Ghostface pushes him against the wall. So, like, the knife goes in deeper. And now Ghostface gets pushed up against the sink. He grabs, like, a pipe or something and then, like, hits Bodyguard a couple times and he falls dead. Wow. Bodyguard. Uh, D minus. (laughs) I thought you were Uh, a celebrity bodyguard. I thought thought you were a celebrity bodyguard. Hollywood bodyguard. Hollywood bodyguard. A <laughs> uh, Hollywood Bollywood bodyguard. <laughs> so inside. <laughs> a Hollywood bodyguard. Yep. <laughs> words. There's just so many words I need to There's say. And- so, in one period of time, there's so many words to say. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, Dewey and Gail are calling the detective. They uh-huh. come back into the living room, but like the house is pretty empty. Like the living room's empty, and there was like cast members in there or whatever. And so they're like, and then the door opens. Ah! And then all of a sudden, fake Gail pops out. And, like, Dewey has a gun now. That's what I think he grabbed from, like, the trailer. So every time, like, a new thing, he's like, Yeah, like his gun. So, like, fake gal pops out and he, like, shoots, like, holds his gun at her. And she's like, ah! And and then the other two cast members Ah! pop out. So he turns to them with the gun. Why are we playing hide and seek during murder times? I don't know. What is happening? (laughs) Everyone be in plain sight. (laughs) Yeah, and next to me. Why are we holding each other's butts? Or dicks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> butts or dick front or back you front pick. or back yeah Up to you <laughs> your choice dealer's choice yeah so but through the open front doorway slowly bloody bolly guard walks up. oh no yeah and it's just like uh, 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 and falls uh, dead on the ground with a knife in his back sure and so they all run back inside and the lights go out Okay. So now they're freaking out. So they all run to the out the backyard by the pool. Uh, sure. So the pool is like glowing blue at least, and of course it's well, like course. on the hill, like you oh, know. Of course, we're in the we're in the Bollywood hills. The Bollywood hills. <laughs> Inside, where there's no parking, but so many pools. So true. Never mm-hmm. a place to park. I Never don't place know to how to park there. No, you got to Uber there. Yeah, it's just the worst. Yeah, don't ever drive to a house in the Bollywood Hills. You got to you got to bring your bathing suit and take an Uber. That's right. That's right. So um then the phone inside the house rings. It's the fax machine. No, that was the internet. <laughs> but again, what does a fax machine sound like? Isn't it like <laughs> That's an old printer, I think. <laughs> Anyway, the fax is inside and faxes sure. are coming through. Got it. So they all run inside now to get the fax page. Mm-hmm. And it's a script page. <gasps> so fake Gail starts reading. Interior, Jennifer's house, nighttime. The bodyguard is stabbed. The five others stand trapped. As the killer... Waits outside. The fax machine sends their fate. It's happening. What's happening is happening. Question three. What do you do? What do they do? 
I hate that I'm in the Hollywood Hills. That's another space. Hollywood, Hollywood Hills, Hills space. space. You're yeah. stuck there forever. You really are. It's tough to get in and out of there, guys. I'm going to call 911. It is a journey. It's an at least 30 minute journey just to get out of the hill. Yeah, it's like a 30 minute journey, <laughs> but it's re- like re- one re- mile. Curvy miles. Curvy, yeah. like, curvy sins. And, and avoiding other cars that are just coming directly at you because the streets are too narrow. That should be its own horror movie. Um, okay, so they have access to phones, no? I guess so because the fax machine is faxing. Yeah. So I'm going to grab a phone and call 911. And then I'm going to instruct all of us to grab a weapon of some kind, anything you can see or find. Right. And we're going to go outside to the backyard and we're going to do a thing where we all stand back to back with our weapons mm. and wait for the cops. Um, but that way he can't come at us from any direction. Um, what did they do? I'll say hide. I'm going to have like a half point for you. Okay. It might have taken too long what you've done and you might have died, but and I yeah. But it is what it is. Um so the script said interior Jennifer's house, the five stand trapped as the killer waits outside. Dewey okay. is like, it's a trick. Everyone needs to go outside. Okay. All right. Well, I did go outside. That's what you got the half point for, but okay. you did a lot of other things before that, and I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. So um Fake Dewey is like... I just believe there's always a weapon around me. That's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like any room that I'm in, I could find something to hurt somebody. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so... That would be a fun game to play sometime. What's like, the weapon? A, what's the weapon in the room? Yeah. That's fun. Okay. So Dewey is like, we need to go outside. And fake Dewey is like, oh, outside where he's just going to pick us off one by one. And then fake Gale starts reading more. Another page comes through. The killer, the killer promises to grant mercy to only one of them. Ooh. And Gail is like, the killer wants us inside. We need to go outside. But then more pages right. are like still coming through. So Jennifer's reading right. more. Who will survive? Jennifer, Tom, Angelina, Dewey, or Gail? That's five of them. Right. The yeah. killer will give mercy to only. And they're like, outside. We need to go outside. And so they all run outside back to like by the pool again. Right. But Tom, fake Dewey, is like, no, I like they're outside and then another page is coming through the fax machine. So right. it's like, I have to know. Yeah. I have to know. Um, yeah. uh, question number, who's he? What's it? Uh, what do you do? What does he do? I think he goes in to read the script page. And I do not. And I'll tell you why. I, I, I don't find Ghostface to be a particularly um, honest fellow, no matter who he is. So it's like him saying only one will survive. It's like, or maybe he'll kill us all. Like, I'm not going to like be at the mercy of your directions. So I'm going to do whatever makes me feel safest, which is probably be outside with whatever weapon I've grabbed. Yay. I forgot that I was asking this question. So I kind of gave most of it away by the time we got here. But anyway, he goes back in. 
I like how I get a double ding and Kim has to undermine it. <laughs> I mean, I just told you that you got points I mean, for going I, outside. I mean, it's why we're going outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Catherine didn't care about points. I thought she was a Buddhist about points. I'm above it. They didn't matter, but clearly, I'm, a, they I'm an above it do. Buddhist. <laughs> So he goes and check out the page and he starts reading. The killer will give mercy to whoever and he like can't read it because the lights are out. So he like goes into oh. the other kitchen or something and grabs a lighter and like lights to be like, um, the killer will give mercy to whoever, whoever smells the gas. Oh, he no! blows up! Blows up! And then the entire house explodes. The others jump off the fence and roll down the hill. Oh, fuck. So they've How all like Ghostface have known he was good. Oh, because he turned all the lights out and they knew he would have to. Like, yep. Got it. I got there. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a far jump since they were already reading the pages. Yeah. Without a lighter in the dark. But, you know. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all tumbling down the hill because, you know, there's like stilts on the other side and they're just yes, like, of course, falling down. And now they're getting up and, like, calling for each other from a distance. They've, like, been separated. Gail is now down at the street, like, by the car. And Dewey sees her. Ghostface comes from around the side of the car. And he's like, he's behind you. And then pulls out his gun and shoots Ghostface, like, a bunch of fucking times. Oh, fuck. And then Dewey, like, trips and falls down the hill. Um, (laughs) uh, Gail gets up and turns and sees that Ghostface is gone. Okay. Of course. Of course. Dewey gets down there and is like, where did he go? And like, they're like, I don't know. He made me be rolled under the car. And so they're like looking around the car and like how, like how Dewey's just like, he's so fast. Like what happened? Like I, I shot him, you know, like I, or, or I thought, I thought I hit him basically. Like right. I'm I mean, surprised. at this point, Ghostface has got to have invested in a bulletproof vest. One I mean, think. I would. Yeah. So now Dewey and Gail are like hard eyes at each other because, you know, he's like, are you all right? And she's like, thank you for saving me. And then they kiss. Oh. And then Jennifer Gail comes from down the hill and is like, what the fuck happened to you, Dewey? (laughs) Like all like trees are here. That was a good Parker Posey. (laughs) She's so funny. Yeah. And she comes over and punches Dewey and then Gail punches Jennifer Gail cute and and jennifer gail's like my lawyer liked that and gail is like not as much as i did oh. they're all bitchy at each other and then angelina uh emily mortimer sydney yeah comes down the hill from like another direction and they're like how did you get over there and right. she's all like stunned you know and she's like tom fake dewey was in the house tom okay. fake you know upset that he's dead yeah yeah, yeah. And she's like, are we safe? And they're, like, starting to hear sirens in the distance. And then... Are we safe? Bitch, no! No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. No. We just fell down a hill because of a house explosion. Yeah. But our friend died. And a house explosion that happened because of a serial killer. (laughs) No, we are not safe. (laughs) We are not out of the woods, Emily Mortimer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I'm not sure what her exact question is. All I wrote is safe question mark. I just assume that's what she asked. 
<laughs> Could have been something different. <laughs> but Dewey looks over by the car where Ghostface was, and there's another picture of young Maureen. We could make a goddamn scrapbook now. And on the back is written, what? I killed her. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Cut to the doctor detectives. They're now with Gail and Dewey. And basically discussing, could there be a, could there have, could it have not been Stu and Billy and that Billy. killed Maureen? Right. Because, you know, I think the Kincaid doctor detective is like, you know, Sydney was wrong once before. Right. Maybe there is a third killer. Sure. Sure. So the detective wants to talk to Sydney and Dewey is saying that he doesn't know where she is. And he's like, Kincaid doesn't believe him. He's like, would yeah. a polygraph, blah, 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 you know. And Detective and Dewey are, like, comparing dicks to each other and <laughs> saying that he's obstructing justice. Cut to Dewey, like, out in the front of the police station calling Sydney and leaving a message. And he's like, Sid, this is, like, the fifth time I've called. Like, I just want to mm. make sure you're okay. Sydney yeah. is there! Ah! Sydney! She walks ding, in ding, the ding. front door of the police station. Love her. Love her so much. And they hug. And then I hug her. And then you hug her. And then I and then hug, we her. All hug her. We all hug. I really like Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Me too. I really like her face. I like her face. I liked her in Party of Five too. Like loved her in Party of Five. I just I like her. I like her. I just like her. Jesus fucking Christ, I liked her in Wild Things. I don't remember Wild Things. No Tino Shade. It's it get it 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 made me go hmm about my sexuality. It made me go hmm. Yeah. It made me that was the first time when I went hmm. <laughs> I, I see these ladies hey. and I feel something. Hey, little hmm. tinglies. Yeah. Tinglies in my front and my back. In my back. Yep. So, Cindy is basically like, I heard about the murders. This is like the police station that's handling it right. Like, who's this Detective Kincaid? Yada, yada, yada. And Dewey is like, this isn't safe for you. And she tells him that the killer called her. Right. And basically the killer found her. So, it's right. not safe for her at home either now. It, yeah. So, Dewey's like, all right. He brings her in to the office and like. Gail and Sydney like awkward hug. Sure. Gail, Sydney. Barely touching hug. <laughs> yeah. And I hate those hugs. <laughs> telling Kincaid that the killer called Sydney. And they're like, okay, how would they get your number? And basically it was like, oh, if Dewey has her number, like, did Dewey ever call her from set? And he says, no. And they're like, is the number stored in your phone? And he's like, yes. Mm -hmm. Really, there's a whole shtick right there. He's, Gail's like, is the number stored in your memory? And he like tries to think of it. And she's like, the memory of your phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and But it's like, this whole movie is like that. And it's cute. cute. Yeah. And he says, yeah, it is. And they're like, did anyone else use her phone? And he's like, just Jennifer. Yeah. And you. The 
Doctor Detective. Doctor Detective. Yeah. And Kincaid's like, okay, okay, I'm the Doctor Detective here. Calm right. down. Sydney now sees the pictures of her mom hanging on the wall. Right. And it's the first time she's seeing them, and she's like pissed that Dewey didn't tell her. Right. And they're kind of like, was your mom like an actress or a model or something? And she doesn't know, like knows nothing about this. But she wants to see the place where the pictures were taken. Right. Maureen Prescott was a clandestine lady. I don't know what that means. Do I know what that means? Hold, please. (laughs) I want to see if I meant what I meant. Yep. Uh, Means kept secret or done secretively, especially because illicit. Mm. So that's exactly what I meant. That's true. Yeah. So cut to the doctor detectives at the studio. Um, There is like a partner of Kincaid. And so he's like in the car with him and like kind of busting his balls that Kincaid loves Sydney a little bit. Oh. And Dewey, Sydney, and Gail all pull up together. And they go to like the front stairwell of a building, which is like in one of the pictures of Maureen. And... She's talking about how her mom, like, never mentioned this. Like, just... Right. No idea. This was a part of her life. And then, Dewey! Someone <laughs> pops out of a trailer and is like, Dewey! And they're, and then Sydney says, Martha? Martha? Because all of the cops and detectives, like, run up with their guns and stuff. Right. And they're like... And she's like, don't shoot. I'm only 17. Uh, and it's from Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes, that girl. She has my overbite. Yeah, and her yep. name is Heather Matarazzo. Ha- yes, I love her. I like her too. She's in this movie. No shit. And so Dewey is like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We know her. She's okay. Martha Meeks, Randy's little sister. Randy's little sister. That that checks out exactly. And so she has a VHS tape to show them. Of course, she does. So in Scream 2, Randy, of course, tells all the rules of a sequel. Right. You know. Yeah. Which are? Everybody dies. Correct. Right. Is, it, is that right? No. Oh, there's a I bunch. think that's one of them. I think one of the rules is everybody dies in the sequel. But Sydney didn't die. Right. Postmortem it. All right. So they, play the, they go in the trailer and play the videotape. And he's like on screen is like, told you I'd make a movie one day. So I guess if you're watching this, I didn't survive the Windsor College killings. Oh, you poor clairvoyant fellow. And he's like, I guess losing my virginity to so-and-so wasn't a good idea. Oh, buddy. But I'm glad you went out with a bang. (laughs) And he's like, all right, I'm here to help you. So if what's happening is the same as the others... And if the killer is back, that means it's a sequel. So the same rules apply. But if there's an unexpected backstory and a ton of exposition, the sequel rules do not apply because it is the concluding chapter of a trilogy. Trilogy. Okay. So it's all about going back to the beginning and... Uh, doing something that wasn't like figuring out something that wasn't true from the get-go basically here are the rules the killer is going to be superhuman 
like stabbing and shooting won't work. You need to like decapitate or blow them up or some shit. Oh, okay. Michael Myers style. Exactly. Got it. Two, anyone including the main character can die. Uh, yep. That okay. means you, Sid. Yep. Three, the past will come back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Godspeed. Some of you, I'll see you soon. Oh, thanks, Randall. Yeah. So they say, say goodbye to Martha. And Gail has an idea. So she leaves. She goes to the Sunrise Studio archives. And the okay. door is locked. So she's like trying to go to the keypad. And then someone grabs her shoulder. Ah! And it's fake Gail, Jennifer. Okay. And they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm being Gail Weathers. I'm being Gail Weathers. I'm, I'm investigating. Gail Weathers. But I'm investigating. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that Spider-Man meme where they <laughs> exactly. point at each other. <laughs> and Jennifer, fake Gail, is like, look, I have no house, no bodyguard. I have a stalker because someone, not because someone wants to kill me, but because someone wants to kill you. So right. I figure if I go where you go, that way, if someone wants to kill me, they'll just kill you. They'll like bypass me and kill you because they actually want to kill you. And I was like, sound logic, honestly. Uh, It kind of is. I hear it. Yeah. 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 So she's like, I just got to stick with you and I'm safe. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, Gail's like, but then Jennifer's like, also, I have a swipe card so she can get them inside. Got it. So they both go in and like down some creepy steps into a basement and they hear some like coughing. In the distance, and it's like they go to the back office where there's a woman sitting at the desk. Ma'am? And it's fucking Carrie Fisher. (laughs) What? Hello, Carrie! And they have a whole thing back and forth of like, are you? And she's like, no. And they're like, you look a lot like... And she's like, I know. I get that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Y'all got a Carrie Fisher cameo <laughs> up in this bitch? Everyone Okay. Them. Damn. So Gail is like, I'm working with the police and we need info on this photo, yada, yada, yada. And like, oh, this is when they go into the whole, like, she looks like Princess Leia thing. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she she tried out for that role, but that bitch who got it slept with George Lucas or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> I, I honestly, I could see Carrie Fisher being like, Write this. That'll be funny. <laughs> I love her. I've read her book. I love her so She's much. so fun. Yeah. So anyway, Carrie is like, go fuck yourself. I don't work for the police. I work for the studio. Right. Yeah. And Gail's like, look, we just need info on Maureen Roberts, which was her name then. Oh, right. And she like throws down like 50 bucks and is like, how about this? And she's like, <laughs> So then Jennifer <laughs> pulls off like a ring that's worth like two grand and drops it on the oh, fucking damn. desk. Okay. All right. So Carrie Fisher's like, let's go. Sure. Back to the file room. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And she like remembers everyone, like knows who everyone is. And she's like, there's no Maureen Roberts here, but there is Rena Reynolds. Rena Reynolds. Okay. So she pulls out the file and Jennifer is like, oh, stage name. And yeah. Carrie's like, okay, Judy Jurgenstern. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Jurgenstern. <laughs> Judy Jurgenstern. I'm going to make Judy is- Jurgenstern my screen name. Stage 100%. <laughs> Judy Jurgenstern. I've never heard a better name in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Jurgenstern. So 
they put, look at the file and there's like headshots and stuff, you know, from back in the day and a resume that has like a couple movies on it called like Amazombies and Space Psycho and Creatures from Something. And they're like, what are these? And they're like, they're horror movies oh. um, back in John Milton's heyday. And okay. the Gales are like, what? And Carrie says, John Milton, the horror producer. And okay. they seem like, <gasps> and I have no idea why, but apparently they know something I don't know. Sure. Cut to Dewey outside the stage. Sydney is in the bathroom and she's like splashing water on her face and she looks and her hands are like shaking. Shaking. And she hears like a little noise. Uh-oh. Again, in the scariest place on earth, an empty public the bathroom. The empty bathroom! Especially after a movie. So scary. And she's just like, oh, come on, Sid. Get it together. And she hears another little noise. Mm. So she looks, bends down and looks under the stall. And we see one boot that's like stepping up to oh, disappear. No. So she pulls, Sydney pulls out Mace and like kicks the door open. Yes. It's Angelina Emily Mortimer, Sydney. Bitch, what are you doing in here? Like, Again, do not play hide and seek when there is a murderer on the loose. <laughs> She's like standing on the toilet, like holding a ghost face mask and costume and stuff. What and the complete she's like, crap. Oh my goodness, Sydney? Sydney Prescott. And she like freaks out. She's like, I'm you. I mean, I was you. She's like, yeah. Like really like, holy shit, you know, because this is who she was playing in the movie. Sure. And basically she's like, I thought... If there was no more movie, that no one would care if I took some souvenirs. Because um, she's like, it might be only a memory for me. But, you know, she's like, I, I really wanted to make you proud. And she this like. This is sus. I know. And so she like runs out of the bathroom. And Sydney picks up a hairbrush that she had dropped. So she's like, oh, hey. And like goes out after her, but like goes onto the stage mm -hmm. where the set is. And she's like, Angelina. And she walks on and she's like, hello. And now she's like coming out of like Stu's doorway, basically. Right. And sees in front of her, her house, like the outside <gasps> of her house. Oh, the trigger. And is like walking around and sees the garage door that has blood on it. Oh. And the roof that she like jumped off of. And then oh. she goes into her bedroom. Ah! And... We just hear like a flashback voiceover of like Skeet No, but the beginning where he's just popping in, you oh. know, and she's like, yeah. and she kind of says, "Would you settle for a PG thirteen relationship?" And then he's like, "You're such a tease." <laughs> and then, oh, Kim, where are my my pants? My my, my friends my, my muscles. Back. My friends are all back. my butt and my back. They're tingling. No, no. And I lost all my pants and my skin and my bones. Uh, <laughs> Skeet's mine. You take Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Add them to our merch shirt. Oh, yes. <laughs> Me and Skeet and Josh and you and Matthew Lillard and Devin. And Devin. And Burbsmouth is there. I and guess. Burp, yeah. <laughs> At this point, Burbsmouth's becoming a fifth wheel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Burbsmouth, can you go? We're on a double date here. <laughs> <laughs> um it's past your bedtime so she hears a noise and she looks like out her bedroom window but it's like set like it's the bedroom her bedroom is actually on the first floor right because it's the set of it you know so mm -hmm. she looks out and it's like crafty it was outside right. basically 
And behind her, her the door closes. Ah. And it's like right next to the closet door, remember? Yeah, yeah. And so she pulls out her mace and she yeah. goes to the door, but then she actually opens the closet door first and looks okay. in. So okay. she opens the closet door so that way they can't fully open. And so she like peeks yep. out the main door. Um, and then she like goes to the window and something starts kind of like, like the door starts to like be pushed a little bit, you know, <gasps> behind her. So she's looking at that and she turns back to the window. Ghostface is there <laughs> behind her and he busts through the window and pulls her out like <gasps> onto the crafty table. They fall. <gasps> she punches Ghostface and like runs like yelling for Dewey. But she like runs into the house and like right. locks the front door of like her house. But then okay. Ghostface comes in like the other door behind yeah. her and is like stabbing at her. Question five, I think. What do you do? What does she do? So we're both in the house. Yeah. In the fake house. Yep. I'm, in the I'm fake yelling for Dewey. House. I'm in the fake house. I was going to give what? you a clue, but it'll, like, definitely give it away. Fuck. Kim, that's a lot of faith in me. Well, now I, now that I, now that I did this, it'll, like, definitely, definitely give it away. Yeah. But I also don't think you'll get it if I don't do it. Because I just said something else to you. God damn it. It's everything that's in Yeah, well, I'm foyer already going. Yeah, I'm already going. her home. The foyer of her home. What was in the foyer? And it's something that's something that she does in the movie. Oh. Does she grab like a candelabra or something from the foyer? I mean, I to be fair, I was already kind of on that where I was like, I was going to go to the kitchen and get a knife. So I'll say that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the kitchen and get a get a knife. Ooh. Does she, is there a closet there? Does she hide in the closet? She hides in the closet in the foyer. Zero points. She runs up the stairs. Oh. I don't love that. (laughs) I thought Sydney was smarter than that. Because also the stairs go literally nowhere. (laughs) So... Um, also, you disappointed me, Sid. The knives in the kitchen are fake, so you got to. I points. thought of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she yeah. runs up the stairs, but she's like throwing things out. So it's like plants she's throwing, but then there's actually like a cart full of film shit that she like throws down as Ghostface okay. is chasing her. So she runs to like a hallway and like opens the door to her bedroom, but like almost falls through. Right. Because. It's just it's, a it's door. Not, yeah, exactly. Her bedroom is actually below it, but like right. on the first floor. So it's a yes. door to nowhere, but also the bedroom is kind of below. So it's all a mind fuck. I get it. Yeah. So she's like, whoa. Um, but no floor. Ghostface is coming. Ghostface gets up the hallway. The door is closed. So they open it. And Sydney is like, had like, she's on the wall. Basically, because it's like a set piece, you know? So it's just wood that's like built together. So she's hiding in the flat, basically. Got it. So as soon as Ghostface opens the door, she pulls them and like they fall down like onto the first floor, but falls on the bed. 
Okay. So now Sydney goes back in and she's at the top of the stairs, but she's like crying now. She's just like, Dewey. Yeah. And then we hear her mom start whispering, Sydney, come in here. Over here, Sydney. And so she goes, walks down the hallway to like another room. And we're hearing like, mother will protect you from the boogeyman. And she goes into what is like her mom's bedroom. And it's like the murder of her mom scene. Ah! So there's blood everywhere. everywhere. And there's like a body that's covered with a sheet with blood all over it. Fuck. And we're hearing, um, sorry, I lied. I can't protect you. You don't deserve it. You didn't protect me. Mom, fuck off. And then we're hearing also like Billy and Stu's voiceovers, like talking shit about her mom. Dewey is now comes running into the stage and is like, Sid, where are you? And so Sydney runs to the window, but she Mm -hmm. is on the second floor now. Okay. And she's like, Dewey. And we hear, Sydney, and she looks back, and the sheet person is standing up. Who is it? And she says, give mommy a kiss and make up, and starts, like, coming towards her. Yeah. Question six, what do you do? What does she do? God, I wish I could see. This is where I, this is where me being a visual learner really fucks me, when it's like, I'm in a space where I need to use the space. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right. I'm on the second floor now. Mm -hmm. It's like um, a porch awning. A little bit outside. I'm going to jump down to the first floor and run out of there. Um ankles be damned uh i think she so she's looking at the person person right now it's a sheet standing she it's a sheet ghost ghost. okay but covered in blood thing uh i i think she grabs something in the room and like hits the sheet over the head and then jumps down. Point for you. Sydney's okay. just like, no. And like basically falls out the window and like tumbles off the roof and like onto oh. the fake grass below. Oh, Sid. But then all the lights come on and Dewey and the cops run in. And she's like, the killer's in the house, like upstairs. My mother, my mother. And like the cops are running inside the house. And she's like, I heard her voice. Like I heard her voice. Yeah. And Dewey's like, I'm sorry you had to see that. It was like. The day that we were filming your mother's the, death, the, that wasn't yeah. for you. Da, 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 da. Um, Kincaid runs in and like Angelina and the other cast members run in. And one of the other detectives comes out and is like, there's nobody up there. So cut to detective doctor talking to Angelina Mortimer mm-hmm. and some of the other cast members. And they found out that Angelina Mortimer stole a a ghost face mask. And she's like, right. I stole a mask. Like, so what? Da, da, da. Right. Bitch, read the room. <laughs> yeah. Cut to <laughs> Kincaid. And um, like, basically she's trying to be like, it's not a big deal. I, I right, was right, just right, like, right. Ah. yeah. Cut to Kincaid 
detective and Sydney. And Sydney is saying how she's like not crazy, like he was there in Woodsboro. And Kincaid's, and Kincaid is like, that's not Woodsboro, Sydney. Mm, yeah. And she's like, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So it's really hitting her hard. This is a tough life for Sydney. It's tough. She's it's a tough like, life. Like people won't stop trying to kill her. Won't stop trying to kill and her. And they keep and killing like, all of her friends. Yeah, and it just seems really stressful. Very stressful. Very stressful. Yeah. Much more stressful than my life. Agreed. So they're going to take her back to the station to like a safe house or something. And Dewey's like, we believe you. It's okay. And Gail um, now comes in with little Maureen Prescott's headshots Mm -hmm. and tells them all. It turns out she was an actress and she'd done three horror movies. And do you know who produced them? Who? Do tell. Cut to... The producer of Stab 3, John Milton. Oh, shit balls. Okay. So now we're in his big fancy office, and he's telling Roman is there, their director, and he's like, Roman, there'll be other movies. It's fine. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And Roman's like, why me? Why? You know, like, Roman. <laughs> fuck this guy. Also, so accurate. <laughs> and he's like, they're killing my cast. I'm. Everyone's going to think I'm a pariah. Like, they'll never hire me again. <laughs> Roman, again. Also, read the room. So now Dale. No, <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> Dewey Gale and. Yeah. Fake Jennifer Gale come in and they're like, eh, tell us about Rena Reynolds, sir. Right. Meow, meow, meow. And John asks Roman to leave. And basically he's like, I'll see you tonight or something. We have a cake for your birthday. So it's there's going to be there's supposed to be like a birthday party for Roman later okay. tonight. Oh, my gosh. Also, his life is ruined. Oh, my God. Your birthday is ruined. And it's going to be like the party was supposed is at John Milton's house. So Dewey is like, you knew Sydney's mother. And Milton says, do you know how many actresses have worked for me? Like, yeah. What the fuck? And Gail says, we didn't say she was an actress. <gasps> Ooh! Ooh! Journalisted. Hey. And journalisted. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey is like, well, we can give Detective Dr. Kincaid a call if you can't seem to remember. And he's like, yeah. wait, look, here's all I remember. She was like some bit player. She was a nobody. And Jennifer Gale, fake Gale, is like, yeah, but you've been making millions on her story. You're obsessed right. with her and her daughter. Yeah. Right. And he's like. Bitch, I make horror films. The studio came to me with the idea of Stab. And okay. he's like, it was only during Stab 1 that I realized that I knew who she was, but I couldn't tell anyone, obviously. Right. So now they're like, okay, well, what happened to her in Hollywood when she was right. here? And he's like, just let it go. Move on. Da, 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 da. And Gail is like threatening to like share it on her TV show. Sure. And he's like, okay, look, it was the 70s. Yeah. It was a different time. Sure. I was well known for my parties, quote unquote. Mm. She knew what they were. 
They were for girls like her to meet men so they could get them parts. There's a lot of slut shaming of Maureen Prescott in this franchise. Yes. Also, the, you know, taking advantage of casting couch. Young ladies for exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, nothing happened that she didn't invite, no matter what she said back then. Da 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 da. Fuck. Um, look, maybe they took advantage of her. It's what? like, but this is not the city for innocence. Uh, you can fuck right the fuck off, Mr. Milton. He said there were no charges. Um, she wouldn't play by the rules. So if you're not going to play, the, you got to play the game or go home. <gasps> so she went home. Okay, Weinstein. Yeah. Right? So we cut to Sydney at Kincaid's office at the doc- doctor detective agency. Mm-hmm. And she's seeing like a movie poster like hanging on the wall. And she asks what he knows about trilogies. She's like, oh, it seems like you like movies, you know, because there's like some books around about movies and stuff too. And he says, um, well, all I know is in the third one, all bets are off. And she's okay. like, did you request this case? And he's like, no, I get all the cases that are about the about business. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I get all like the biz cases right. in Hollywood and stuff. And he's like, I grew up here and I know the studios. Um, to me, Hollywood is all about death. And oh. she's like, well, that's you know depressing and he's like i mean i'm a homicide detective you know the violence i see you get haunted you know and she's like or he says i know what it's like to see ghosts that don't go away Mm. the scary movie in your head yeah and she's like yeah you can't shoot ghosts and he says you can't arrest ghosts the best thing is to be with people so you're here now and that's the good thing you're not hiding Dr. Tective. And he asks about her mother. And she's like, you know, I thought she was the perfect mom and family. And then she has this secret life. There's more secrets. Like, I don't know who she was. And he's like, well, you know who she was to you. Yeah, it doesn't mean she wasn't a good mom, Sid. Exactly. And, um, You know, he's like, we searched the set, and the good news is, I think what you saw was real. <laughs> and she's like, how's that <laughs> good you. news? And he's like, well, it's a flesh and blood killer, so I know how to handle that. Catch him or kill him. Great. And so he starts to leave, and she says, Detective, what's your favorite scary movie? And he gets, like, right up in her face <gasps> and says, my life. <gasps> and then leaves. Doctor Detective, that was too eerie for what we're doing right now. (laughs) Except it wasn't. Again, read the room. It wasn't really eerie. It was more sexy. Oh, oh! It was was sexy. Yeah, I mean, it was maybe a little scary. Like you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it was a little more. It was skexy, (laughs) skexy. So he walks out, and she says, "Mine too." Oh, oh. Sid, no, you're you're correct. <laughs> yeah. So cut to Dewey Gale and Fake Gale. Uh, fake Gale thinks it's Milton, and Gale Gale is like, no, he's just some fucking pervert. 
Um, Let's go to the station and tell them everything. So at that point, Dewey gets a phone call at Sydney and she's like, hey, I'm not at the station. Milton called me and wants like um, to have a meeting or something or has something to tell me. So wants me to go to his house. So I'm meeting him there. Okay. Um, So she's like, Kincaid is with me. It's better if you just like meet me there and hangs up. Okay. Kincaid is with. Okay. So they're going to go to Milton's house now. Okay. Oh, they get to Milton's. (laughs) Great. Here we are. And remember there was that birthday party for Roman. Yes. Yes. So Roman answers the door and he's just wasted. It's not really a party. Right. <laughs> um, Tyson is there from the cast, who I maybe is Omar Epps' character. I, who knows? Um, yeah. He's candy. He's another. He's candy part two. I, I don't know who two, he is. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I play candy part two. <laughs> candy part two is my name. <laughs> what? It's pronounced Candy Partout. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so Roman, uh, they're like, oh, where's Sydney? And Roman's like, right there. And they're like, and he points at Angelina Leak, Angelina Mortimer. Right. And they're like, no, the real Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, she's on her way. And he's like, he's like, uh, Sydney Prescott, she's not coming to my birthday party. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's yeah. Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then they talk about how it's like this big, incredible house, and someone is like, "Oh yeah, I heard that Milton has like some secret screening room somewhere that they use like Ooh. back in the day." Okay. And Roman's like all drunk, and he wants to like look around and find it. And Troy is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? There's like a killer on yeah. the loose." And so Roman again, don't play hide and seek when there's a killer on the loose. So now like Roman and Jennifer fake Gale um, are going to go look for the screening room. Okay. And, you know, they're like walking down the hall and Roman's like, we'll be right back. (laughs) So they find a door to a basement and it's like super spooky. So Roman goes down. Of course. Um, Cut to. Tyson and Angelina Mortimer, mm-hmm. like, looking upstairs. Okay. I don't know why. Why? Down in the basement, it's just filled with, like, old costumes and aliens and, like, so all these things from, like, yeah. his horror movies, basically. Yeah, so terrifying. There's, like, a fucking casket down there. And so Roman opens it and it's, like, an alien inside. Um, there's an a ghost face a hanging there. Sure. Um, and Jennifer and Roman are bickering about like fucking each other, which they have at one point, and like right. you know, not going to do course. it again, et cetera, et cetera. And so now Dewey and Gail are like in the main re- living room area, and like I maybe they'd gone somewhere else too, but they come back and like no one's there anymore. So they're like, "That's strange. Like, where is everyone?" Or no, they're like, where the fuck is Sydney, I think. Yeah. You know, so they're like waiting. And question number seven, what do you do? What does 
Gail think of doing or tell Dewey to do, basically? What do they do? <laughs> it's Gail's idea. Props to her. The goal is where the fuck is Sydney? Dewey has a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Guns drawn. Pew, Let's pew. go look for her. Yeah, hand in hand. Hand in hand. Oh, you said hand in hand. That's both of yeah. you. Yeah. I'm going to give you zero points. Okay. Gail says, don't you have caller ID on your cell phone? Okay. Put in star six nine and dial. Star six nine. Remember star six nine? Right. Wow. Um, call back. Because Sydney had just called him, remember? Right. Yeah. So he calls back um, Sydney or Star 6 Nines, basically. Yeah. And then a phone starts ringing in the house. The call's coming from his house! house! <laughs> you got it that time. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you went too quick before. <laughs> I just went. House! <laughs> house! <laughs> Shit. Okay, so like coming from like a landline closet. No. Closet. Oh, closet. No. But the closet is near them, so they open the closet. On the floor is a ghost face costume with a little voice changer machine and a, the cell phone. Oh, no. And they pick up the voice changer machine and it has all their voices stored. Oh, no. So that's uh, why it was Sydney, Sydney calling and it's like yeah, every other it's time been everybody's it's been people voice. calling. Yeah. Yeah. Fuckles. Question number eight. What do you do? What do they do next? Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to actually call Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Yeah. And because she's with uh Dr. Tective, right? And they're on their way, or have they gotten there? They haven't gotten there yet. That was fake. That was a fake call. That was the fake call. That that was this voice machine saying right, that. Right, right, well, right. we can assume because right, right, right. Sydney is not here, like I'm she so said confused. she would be. You know what? You know fucking what? <laughs> I've had it. Me and Dewey are out of here. We're leaving. I'm sick of this shit. I'm getting out of here. I'll call the authorities on the way and I'll be <laughs> like, you know what? I'm washing my hands of this bullshit. There's some shit going down at Milton's house. Somebody is using my voice on a voice box, but you know what? I'm going to Fiji. Bye. That's what me and Gail are doing. And me and Dewey. All three of us. Um, You and Gooey. Yeah, me and Gooey. And Dale. They. Oh, Dale. <laughs> Dale. Tucker. Um, they. Does Dewey now draw his gun and look around the house like, like a Dewey man? That's what I'm going to say. So I'm going to Fiji with Dewey and Gale. Uh, Dewey is now in policeman mode around the house. Uh. Can you be more? What does Gail, Gail, and Dewey do? Like, what do they both? You have to say both of them. Like, is she with him? <laughs> this is the question. Oh, she's Gail. She's with him. Yeah, she goes with him, following behind. It's one and a half points. Okay. Dewey gives Gail the gun and is like, "We need to find Roman and Jennifer." Fake Gail. Interesting. 
and or no, she's gonna go find Roman and fake Gale. Okay. He is gonna go find Tyson and Angelina Mortimer. So you're splitting up. They're you splitting idiots. up. Why are you being dum dums? You're lit you you guys literally know you're in a horror movie. You actually know. Yeah. And you, you know actually the rules. know the rules. You've been told yeah. the rules. Right. Three times now. Unacceptable. Un okay. Acceptable. I'm glad I got a full point for going to Fiji. Bye. So Dewey gives her the gun and is like, they're gonna split up. I'm Fuck just that. I'm so I'm just, mad. Also, Jennifer Gale, remember when your plan was to like stick by Gale? Yeah. Always stick by Gale. What happened? Why is everyone splitting up? We get to this home and everyone splits up. What's happening? Yeah. So anyway, that's their plan. And then Tyson comes out. Yeah. He can't find Angelina Mortimer. Crap. Cut to Gail. Okay. Gail has already left looking for Roman and Jennifer. Mm -hmm. She gets to the basement door and she's like calling for them. She goes down. It's like spooky as fuck. She's Mm -hmm. looking around. And she sees that casket, but it's, like, a little ajar. Like, the, the mm-hmm. door is open a little bit. And she lifts it, and it's Roman's stabbed body. Roman's stabbed body? Stabbed in the front. Stabbed in the front. That's a front stab. And he was with... Have other people he, died since then? Have I missed front and backs? No. I can't remember. I don't think so. Uh. Okay, so he was with fake Gale. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, oh, and kind of like backs up and then bumps into fake ah. Gale. And then fake Gale is like screaming because she's like, is he dead? Ah! Yeah. And so <laughs> they run upstairs and they're like calling for Dewey. Right. And then the door opens. Ah. It's Angelina Mortimer. She's like come out of some door and she's like, I found a secret passage or something like that. And they're like, the killer is in the house. You're Angelina Mortimer. What do you do? What does she do? I'm I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I am no longer participating in this morbid game of hide and seek in this house. I'm leaving. Uh, what does Emily Mortimer do? She's like, let's go through the secret passage I just found and see where it leads. She, uh, zero points. Ah! Um, she is out. She's like, runs away immediately and they're like what are you doing stay with the group don't yeah now they're now they're like don't now they're trying to stay with the group okay i don't know why we were all allowed to separate before Uh, yeah there was so much separation happening so she starts running down the hallway and they're like wait 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 and she turns and she's like i did not fuck that pig milton for the role just to die here in this house And she runs away. And we then hear Dewey yelling, Gail, up here. I don't trust it. So back to Angelina Mortimer. She's running down some steps. Maybe she's talking to herself or something. And then she stabs Ah! in the front. Front stab. It's ghost face. But she's like, "Ah!" And so... Fucking Gail and fake Gail both hear her scream. So they run down the hall and they see like just above the railing that she had like run down those steps. Yeah. They see her dead body like just like a part of her body kind of laying there and it slowly gets like dragged away. Oh, no. 
So now, so they're actually on the main floor. She was like running downstairs to fucking who knows where. Well, sure. It's the Hollywood Hills. Uh, it's every every house is on stilts. Hard to say. Yeah. Gail, so Gail and fake Gail go run upstairs to the second floor to find Dewey. And they're talking about how it's safer to stick together. And I was like, yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah. 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 Guys. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and then there was a punch. Ah! Ghostface P- is there. And like ah! he punched Dewey. Ah! And now starts chasing Gail and fake Gail to the bedroom. Tyson is in there. Dewey comes in. Ghostface slices Dewey's arm and like punches no. Dewey. Ah. Question 10. You're Tyson. What do you do? What does he do? Tyson, what the fuck candy are you? Too. What who uh, yeah, <laughs> candy candy, too. candy part two. What's in the fucking bedroom? Candy part is, two? Is there shit. what but it's a rich person's bedroom. So I am going to grab Dewey's gun and I'm gonna be like put him up. Dewey, Ghost Dewey doesn't have his gun. I think Why? Gail has his gun. Oh, oh yeah, he gave Gail his gun, which was stupid. Um you're right. Um Tyson. Okay. He grabs some heavy thing that I imagine Milton has in there and hits and tries to hit him over the head. Um, I am running out of the room. I'm leaving. Yay! What did he grab? What's in there? A lamp! I knew it. The nightstand lamp. Sure. Um, So Tyson attacks Ghostface and then Ghostface stabs Tyson! Oh! I think in the front, but also I don't remember now because it was less. Yeah. We'll call it a front. I think it was a front. And Jennifer Gale now goes into the walk-in closet and hides Mm -hmm. and, like, is, like, backing up into, like, on the floor under all the clothes. And Gale is, like, throwing shit at Ghostface outside or in the room. Yeah. Outside of the closet. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Tyson is stabbed, but, like... He's hurt, you know? Right. Um, trying, trying. But to, now to... running down the hall. Okay. Uh, he's like, peace out. Uh, right. Ghostface follows, though. Okay. Jennifer Gale, who's hiding in the um, closet, closet, like, backs up against the wall, and the wall, like, flips around. Another secret, secret. passage? I love secret passageways. Tyson Candy, part two, is running down the stairs. Ghostface is following, and now Tyson's, like, running down a hallway, and so Ghostface pulls the rug out. <laughs> so Tyson, <laughs> Candy Part 2, falls. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ghostface catches up to him and, like, throws him out the window. And he just, like, lands with a thud out by the pool out front. So Sure. Dead. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, cut to Jennifer... Fake Gail is running through this secret hallway situation. Okay. All right. She's running like down some circle steps. And then there's like, and then she screams because ah. Ghostface is running up those circle steps. Oh, for fuck. Ghostface so sh- is urry damn place. Everywhere. So she starts running the other way and she gets back to the closet. But it's like a weird um, two way, three way, one way mirror situation oh. where she can see through and they can't. So oh she sees God. into the bedroom. Yeah. Now I'm like, what is this used for? 
Mm. Yeah, for watching people fuck. There's no other reason. Yeah. So anyway, she can see Dewey and Gail in the bedroom still. And she's, but they, it's just a wall of mirrors. Right. So she's like banging and screaming on the fucking window mirror. Right. And Dewey starts to see, um, Oh, Dewey's like, do you hear something? Mm-hmm. And then he starts to see the mirrors like Vibrating. shaking a little bit. Yeah. And so Ghostface is like slowly coming up towards fake Jennifer. No, real Jennifer, fake Gail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gail part two. Who's that many names? <laughs> slowly coming towards jennifer gale and jennifer gale says you can't kill me i'm the killer i'm the killer in stab three. Oh, okay all right and then Ghostface stabs her in the back right and backstab and at this point now dewey has his gets his gun back okay and starts shooting the mirrors like one by one Sure. And he finally gets to the one that she's at, and she just, like, falls through. Goodbye, fake girl. Um, dead. Yeah. Dewey and Gail are... Okay. They run away. Okay. So now they're in that main big living room area where we, like, walk into. Right. Um, calling for Tyson. Okay. Because last they saw, he was, like, running yeah. down the hallway. But he was thrown out a window yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. <sighs> but now it's, like, a weird thing happening where, like, Gail's on the phone or something and Dewey's looking around. So, they're a little bit separate. And so, Ghostface comes yeah. and grabs Gail from behind and, like, holds her mouth. Oh, fuck. So, she's, like, struggling. But, like, um... <laughs> They're struggling, and it ends up pushing them both down the basement steps. So they both tumble down the steps. Oh, no. And she, like, okay. hits the bottom, and, like, a guillotine, like, drops. Ah, but it's, like, course. a fake head Jesus is chopped Christ. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ghostface is, like, passed out, question mark, like, at the bottom of the stairs. Like, taking up the entire bottom of the stairs. So, like, sure. you have to, like, literally step over them step to, over like, him. Yeah. get up. So... Dewey now is was out looking for Tyson and he like sees dead Tyson out by the pool. So mm-hmm. now he's like yelling for Gail and Gail is like, Dewey, <laughs> like yeah. stuck down in the basement and like ghost face like jerks like a little bit, but like kind of stays there. Question 11, you're Gail. What does she do? What do you do? What do I have? Because Dewey took my gun. Back. Dewey took your gun. Dewey took your gun. Am I downstairs as well? Yeah, you guys tumbled down okay, together. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he's blocking the stairs, basically. Yeah. I yeah. am going to grab one of the many things in the fucking basement, and I'm just going to rail on this dude's head. Just fucking smash it, Hulk smash all day. Uh, whatever, whatever I can find. There's always a weapon. She hides among the clothes. Among uh, hides among the shit. 
Zero point. Really? He's knocked out, and I'm bashing him on the head. I just don't think that you wouldn't get stabbed if you're, like, so close. Here's what actually happens. Okay. Dewey upstairs gets a call from Gail okay. on his cell phone. And she's like, right. I'm trapped in the basement. There's a door in the kitchen. Hurry. Okay. And so he gets to the door. It's closed. He, like, touches right. the handle and then stops. And he's like, wait, how do I know this is the real Gail and not the killer? Right. And she's like, open the fucking door. Of course it's me. And he's like, wouldn't that be what the killer says? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Question 12. What do you do? What does he do? What does he do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask her to tell me something that, like, only we would know. Like, something hand in hand. I like that point for you. Thank you. Downstairs, Ghostface, like, fully wakes up. Dewey does open the door. And so Ghostface is just standing at the bottom. So he shoots. There's no bullets left. Ah, balls. And Ghostface, you pulled this out before, and I had never seen this happen. I was like, oh, fucking takes their knife. And throws it up the steps to do mm-hmm, at Dewey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then the handle side hits him in the forehead. Hits him in the forehead. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a risk you take anytime you throw a knife. Yeah, you got yeah. to practice your axe throwing if you yeah, want to get it in exactly. there. Yeah. Um, but it, hits, it does hit Dewey in the head and he ends up falling down the stairs. So now he's passed out at the bottom. Gail goes to him. Ghostface now pulls out a second knife. He's always got a second knife. He's got endless knives. Yeah. Knife part two. <laughs> Cut to the police station. It's like pizza night. All the fucking people are eating pizza and shit. Cindy is just like waiting in Kincaid's office by herself. Okay. Looking at like his books and stuff. And then she sees a file that says Sydney Prescott. Uh-oh. So she opens and looks inside and it's like a ton of like newspaper clippings and like photos of her and it's like highlighted and stuff like that. Mhm. Mhm. That that's sus. Right? Like yeah. I'm like do doctor detectives like cut out newspaper clippings mm-hmm. often? I don't know. So, yeah. Then her cell phone rings. And she says, hello. Mm -hmm. And then it says, hello. And she's like, who is this? And then we hear, who is this? And it's like her voice. Her her voice, yeah. Like just mirroring her. Right. And she's like, Dewey, Gail, whoever this is, call me back. I can only hear myself. I only hear you too, Sydney. No! And she says, who is this? Not, it's not who I am. It's who's with me. And we hear, okay. like, Dewey and Gail in the background being like, no, Sydney, stay away. Don't listen. Oh, ah. God. And Ghostface says, uh, so Sydney is, like, already, like, getting up, like, starting to walk towards, like, where all the cops are, basically. Right. And Ghostface says, if you do one thing, I'll kill them both. If you, like, tell anybody, anyone, or, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. is there somewhere we can be alone? go there so she kind of goes into Kincaid's office into like another office where she's like alone okay and Ghostface says 
it's hard being friends with you. If you're friends uh, honestly, with Sydney, correct. you die. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Then Ghostface starts talking about, like, how do you know the voices are real or the voices mm-hmm. in your head? Right. Things like that. Yeah. Um, and just saying that basically Ghostface is like, you need to come meet me and they'll live. If you don't come, they'll die. God damn it. These fucking ultimatums. Sydney's poor life. And Ghostface says, don't you want to know who killed your mother? Kinda. Kinda. And yeah. so she's like, okay, where? And they say, I'll call you when you're on your way. So okay. she's going. Okay. But this is a four-point part question. All right. God damn it. I'm really doing bad. Before she leaves, she does two things. I bet it's really smart. And they're both really smart. What two things do you do and what two Mm. things does she do? I can only remember one of them right now. But I think (laughs) that I will recall before this movie's over. (laughs) Mm. Okay. No, I remember both. I'm going to grab a gun. I think I th- I don't know why I remember there being a gun, but I feel like there's a gun in there and I'm going to grab that and then I'm also I don't know why I'm grabbing this. I honestly don't. Wait. Does she Okay, so I grab a gun. I don't know why she does this hand in hand for all of this. Does she grab the files? I don't know why she would need them, but both hand, hand in hand. hand. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I need those files. Two points. Uh, so she sees um, car keys on the desk. She grabs those. Um, that's not the thing. Car key. Oh. But uh, she does open the desk drawer and, and like, a- searches in the back for a gun. A gun. And takes okay. the gun. That's exactly okay. where she keeps her gun that she has okay. um, on her as well. Okay. So Sydney now pulls up to Milton's house, and she sees Tyson's body outside, like, out front. Mm-hmm. So we know things are serious. Her phone rings, and it's Ghostface, and mm-hmm. says there's a metal detector laying next to Tyson, and... They tell her to use it. Okay. On her body. On her body. So she's still standing outside and it's like. Right. And then like down by her ankle. Yeah. It gets all. So she pulls out the gun and Ghostface tells her to throw it in the pool. So she does. Okay. So now Ghostface is like come inside and she's like no way like how do I know that like they're not already dead right you know so he's like oh well they're right inside and so she kind of like the door is open so she can look and see through and Mm -hmm. like right in that big like living room area both of them are like in big chairs back to back tied and mouth taped so Sydney like goes in and like starts to untie them. Ghost faces behind yeah. her. And basically she has ripped the tape off Dewey only. Right. And okay. he's like, he's right there. And Ghostface comes and backslaps Sydney. Okay. Onto the floor. 
and then pulls out a knife. Uh-huh. Question 14. What do you do? What does she do? That is very smart and very related to some things that just You bitch. Happened. I don't <laughs> God damn it. I'm trying to send it with my mind. I know, and I'm not getting it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she threw the gun in the pool. He backhanded her. She has no metal on her because she metal detected herself. It's related. She, no. Did she stab at him with the car keys? Hand in hand. (laughs) I'm out of. Zero points. I know. (laughs) (laughs) She pulls out a gun gun from her boot. boot, uh, Because she already metal detected. But she got the second (sighs) gun. Right. So that way she meddled. She put them in the same place. That when she metal detected, she was like, oops, here's my gun. Let me throw it away. But I had a second gun. That's literally exactly what I fucking said hand in hand. That is definitely what you said. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Okay. She pulls out a gun and says, your turn to scream, asshole, and is like, bam, 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 five times. Right. Ghostface is like, uh, 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 false. Now Sydney goes and starts untying um, Gail and Dale, Dale, Dewey, <laughs> Dewey and Gail. <laughs> now Sydney goes and starts untying Gail and Dewey, <laughs> and Gail looks over, Ghostface body is gone. You mysterious motherfucker. I think he's got a bulletproof vest. Or he's super human. <laughs> we hear a sound in the other room. Sydney with her gun goes to look. Kincaid comes around ah! the corner with a gun. Okay. So they're just holding guns at each other, Spider-Man right. style. And yeah. Kincaid is like, oh, I heard some shots. I saw Tyson dead outside. Like, what's going on? And Cindy says, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for you because there's supposed to be like a party here tonight. So I thought I'd check it out. And Cindy's like, but you're alone. Like, where's your partner? Yeah. And Kincaid is like, oh, he like puts down his gun. And he's like, look, I'm just here to help put down the gun. So she actually does put down her gun and like puts it in her pants. Wrong. (laughs) And then Ghostface is behind Ah! her. Yes! Kincaid pushes her out of the way and he gets front stabbed. Front stabbed. And they, Kincaid and Ghostface are now struggling. Sydney had been like pushed to the floor by Gail and Mm -hmm. Dale and Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) is a little knocked out. She's a little like, eh. So they're like, wake up. They're still tied. It's now they're just mouth surfery. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, so they're like, wake up, wake up. Kincaid and Ghostface are struggling. And Kincaid pushes Ghostface, like, down onto the couch and, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> then Kincaid like gets knocked out by the hearth. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> Kincaid, uh, what? you need to go back to doctor detective school. <laughs> I don't know what's it happening. It looked like he, I read wrong because I was like, what just happened? It looked like he just like pushed face and then kind of reverberated back and then like hit his head on the hearth. I don't know what the oh, fuck happened. That's, that's very embarrassing for you, sir. So he falls. And then Sydney comes in and shoots at Ghostface but misses and then has no more bullets because she had a little revolver. And she's like, you want me, motherfucker? Come and get me. She drops the gun and runs. Ghostface follows. Okay. She goes to like some fucking glass door towards the pool, but it's locked. And so somehow Ghostface is running towards her and she dodges and Ghostface like falls through the glass so Sydney keeps running like back into the house through the hallways. Yeah. She gets to an office, closes the door and locks it. Ghostface okay. is like banging furiously on the other side. Right. She's, you know, it's a study or something. So there's like books everywhere. And she notices mm-hmm. like under one bookshelf, it looks like there's like light a little bit. Secret, secret passageway. Question 15. What secret do you do? What does she do? Hand in hand, secret passage, passageway. What do you do? I get in it. How? <laughs> I push the button. I pull a book out. I look at the books and I pull out the one that makes the most sense about it. I'm sorry. Can you, what do you do? I, I, I missed out, out I pull, all your, I missed from I look, all of your excitement. I look, I look at the books and I go, hmm, which one might be the secret button book? And I pull that one out and it, and it opens and I hide in it hand in hand. I'm going to give you one and a half points. Okay. Technically, what happens is a book is pulled out and that opens the secret passage. But like the killer is banging on the door furiously trying to get in. So instead of reading the titles and then deciding on the best one, she just starts pulling all of the books. Okay. But can I tell you why I didn't do that? I because, gave you a full fucking point, but go ahead. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, what I was going to say was immediately if he comes in, then he's like, oh, she found the secret passageway. All the fucking books are on the floor. Like, I feel like it buys me time to, like, actually try and find the right book. Sure. You got yeah. a point already. Thank you. It was a half point for her because although she pulls the book, she does it in a different way. She goes way. like this. She's yeah, yeah. just like, and one of them opens yeah. it. And then we hear Sid. It's her mom's voice. Come in here. She goes in. It's like a secret hallway. And so she closes. Like the bookshelf door is like a mega heavy metal fucking door that closes like behind her. And then there's a regular wooden door that she closes and locks and then goes into the hallway. And it's like a big fancy screening room. Okay. Like with a bar and like something. So something is playing on the screen and it's like videos of her mom. Oh, for fucks. And we're hearing her mom saying, I was so pretty. Like, but in her head, question mark? Yeah. Or here? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Um, I was so pretty. Everybody loved me. Don't you miss me? Yes, mom. Don't you want to hold me one last time? And then Bloody Sheet walks in. Bloody Sheet? And mom is saying, and it's saying, What's the matter? What are you staring at? Don't you remember your mother? Ah, mom. And then 
Ghostface takes the sheet off. Right. And Sydney tries to run back to the bookshelf, but that big metal door, like, is, is locked, can't locking. get through. Yeah. So then she runs towards, like, another door. Um, but Ghostface is like, you're not going anywhere. It's time to come to terms with me and your mother. And Ghostface rips open their dress costume and they're wearing a bulletproof vest. Bulletproof vest. You were right. Mm-hmm. And Cindy's like, who the hell are you? And Ghostface is saying, I'm the other half of you. I searched for a mother too. And all I found was an actress named Rena Reynolds. I tried to find her my whole life. And four Uh-oh. years ago... I tracked her down. I knocked on her door and thought she'd welcome me with open arms, but she had a new life and a new name, and you were the only child that she claimed. She shut me out forever, her own son. And Ghostface takes off the mask. Question 16, who is it? Who's still alive? (laughs) Milton's too old. Roman! Roman! Douche! Douche! You douche! It's you douche douche! Roman! So, oh fuck, so Billy and Stu didn't, what? Okay, go on. And he takes off the mask and says, Roman Bridger, director, and then holds up the voice machine. And brother. Oh, jeez. So now he tells the story of, like, she slammed the door in his face. You know, basically he's Rena's child, but Rena, quote unquote, is dead now. Yeah. You know, so then I watched her. And I made him a little family film. So he was filming her life, basically. Oh, fuck. She really got around, you know. There was (gasps) cotton. Everyone knows that. (sighs) Right. And then... Billy's father, of course. So now we're seeing on the big screen, like her at hotel, like walking into hotels yeah. with like cotton and then now Billy's father. Yeah. And he says, your boyfriend really didn't like my film. Okay. I just had to supply him with a little motivation and a few pointers. Oh. It was I just see. like making a pressure. movie. Oh, God damn it. And Sydney's like, this was all because of you? And he said, I'm a director. I direct. I had no idea. I guess that they'd make like a real film about it, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you know, the famous Sydney, the victim, the survivor, the star. Cut to back out in like the living room area. Dewey is getting free. And now he starts untying Gail. And they run over to Kincaid, who's, like, waking up, but he's, like, very hurt. So he gives Dewey his gun and is like, mm-hmm. take care of it, partner. Mm-hmm. Back to Sydney. She's like, well, you got what you wanted. The hero and villain here face to face. And now the villain dies. And he's like, exactly. Except I'm not the villain. You are. And what? now he opens up a side door closet thing. And Milton is there all tied up. And he pulls Milton. out Milton and he's like, here he is, the man who gave away your mother's innocence um, right here in this room. <gasps> and he's like, don't you hate him, Sid? And starts playing now a cassette tape that has Sidney's voice on it. And it says, um... Saying something like, she's 
she's gone and now I'm going to make you pay. And Roman is saying, this is the tape that's going to be played in Milton's answering machine right next to his corpse. Oh, balls. So the idea is that it's been Sydney because she's pissed that Milton did all this to her mom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Milton is there trying to like plead and like trying to bribe Roman. Like I'll give you every film, whatever. Roman slices his throat. Oh fuck! This guy's a real douchebag. Now this is an area where there's just a ton of like fancy things around vases, heavy decorative objects. Sure, galore. sure. Right. So Sydney picks up something, and Roman continues telling the story. You know, like. Sydney, she's up in isolation and she just snaps. Back to Dewey and Gail. They're like running through into that locked office room, mm-hmm. but they're at the locked door. Right. Study, whatever. Back inside, Roman is talking about how he's the hero, the sole survivor. And I think like he's the one who kills her or something like that. And, you know, it's like for her to pay for everything that she had that should have been mine. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And Sydney is just like, stop whining and get on with it. (laughs) Mm, Not fucking playing your game, dude. Yeah. She's like, you know why you kill people? Because you choose to. There is no one else to blame. Snaps to you, Sydney. And he's like getting freaked out because he's like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. He's a little because he's a little fucking douchebag. And she's like, take some fucking responsibility. And he's like, fuck you. And she's like, fuck you and he dives at her and she pushes him off and then hits him with that thing she picked up and he grabs it but she runs and he dives at her and she's like dropping vases on his head and they're just like fighting each other like crazy dewey and gail are like calling through the the fucking bookshelf area somewhere Mm -hmm. uh cindy uh punches and like is hitting roman with like glass and shit he like trips her and is like now just kicking her like across the Mm -hmm. room kind of and now he gets on top and punches her in the face and is now picks her up and starts strangling her. Okay. Um, Dewey, I think they're like in the office now, the study. They've like made it inside, but they like, um, I guess the the bookshelf is locked. I don't know what's going okay. on there. But he sees like a little tray of old timey doctor tools, decorative old timey doctor tools, question mark? Sure. I don't know. What does this fucking Milton have around? <laughs> and he grabs like a little pointy thing and um, he puts it in an outlet. So all the lights go out. Lights go out. Got it. So now Roman drops Sydney. Cut to Dewey, like picking a lock somewhere. And now we see the door to, I think the screening room, like slowly starts to open. Uh, and like a gun comes in, but it's Kincaid. Okay. And he sees, like, Sydney had, like, fallen to the ground, like, passed out because she was being strangled. Yeah. So he just comes in and, like, sees her body on the ground. And she's starting to wake up and is like, where is he? And then he's hit with ah! a chair from behind. Shit. So Sydney is just, like, on the floor and kind of sees this but, like, passes back out a little bit or lays her head back down. Yeah. So Ridney, 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 Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Ridney. Yep. My brain's moving so fast. <laughs> Roman goes to I almost say kidney. 
we're almost done. Roman goes to Kincaid, yeah, Doctor Detective, and there's a gun laying next to him. So he's like about to grab the gun, and then we hear, "Hey," and it's Sydney. Yeah, and she's like, "Did you lose something?" And she's holding the fucking ghost face knife. Yeah, and Roman is like, "Oh, I found something," and then shoots her, <gasps> and she falls to the ground. And he stands over her. She's, like, dying. And then he, like, shoots her again and drops the gun. And now he grabs the knife. And we're hearing now, like, Dewey and Gale, like, yelling in the distance, like, trying to get in. So he goes back to that door where Kincaid came in and, like, locks the door again or something. And Dewey's, like, yelling, like, if you hurt her, I swear I'm going to kill you. Like, you know. Yeah. So Roman went in, like, to the door and he looks back. Sydney's body is gone. Ghost face part two, just call me. <laughs> um, and Roman's like, what the fuck? And he's all fucking pissed and just now just starts throwing shit like a fucking baby because he's just throwing yeah, a tantrum. A big baby douche. Yeah. And because he's just full of toxic masculinity and can't just express his feelings and go to therapy. No. And steady murders people. And so we just see a hand somewhere grabbing like a letter opener or something, some type of knifey pointy thing. Um, Dale and Gail are Dale and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can only have rhyming names from this point yeah, forward. You can't. <laughs> Sydney and Kidney. <laughs> and Ridney. Ridney and Sydney and Dale and Gail. <laughs> okay all right Dewey and Gail right, here we go are getting yeah. closer they're like at that locked door i think <laughs> <laughs> did i say something else i think you said lack door i don't know i think that was just my accent oh locked okay. door okay locked door okay locked door <laughs> i see it yeah yeah the locked door that's just my <laughs> philly accent yeah um and then Roman's cell phone, he picks it up and he's about to star six nine and it's about to call Sydney, but then all of a sudden his phone starts ringing before he can hit dial. Okay. And so um, he's like, oh shit, the phone rings. And then Sydney jumps ah, up ah, and stabs ah, him in the back. Yay! Backstab! And now. Roman's on the ground and she's above him and he's like, I shot you. And she lifts her shirt. Bulletproof Bulletproof vest! Yay! That was her second smart thing at the police station. So she got the gun and a bulletproof vest. Smart. 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 And she's like, I guess we think alike. And he's like, your mother is dead. There's nothing you can do. Um, I still have to make my movie. And she's like, stab three, right? Stabs him in the heart. Stabs him in the heart. He got a front and a back. He did get a front and a back. And he's like all like, you know. And finally, Dewey and Gail bust through the door and come in. And Gail's like, it was Roman? And... (laughs) He's dying and Sydney stands or is like kneeling above him and actually like holds his hand as he dies. Oh, that's big of you. I know. 
And then she lets it go and gets up. And Dewey's like, careful, Sid. Randy said the killer was going to be superhuman. And Sydney's mm. like, he wasn't at all. Mm. And then Roman gets up yeah! and attacks. Damn it. And Dewey shoots him like 1,000 times. But Roman is just like, pew, pew, pew. He's like, fucking kill me. Oh, my God. Question Roman. 17. What is Sydney Shoot say to do? him in the head. What are you saying In the head. Him? In the head. In the head. In the head. In the head. Dang. Yes. She's like, in the head, Dewey, shoot him in the head. And so she yeah. shoots him right in the fucking between the eyes. eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> he falls dead. And uh Dewey's just like, thanks. And so it's like, no problem. <laughs> and then Detective Dr. Kincaid gets up. He's all hurt. And um but alive. Sure. Cut to mountains. Oh. Peaceful mountains. Sydney's mountain house. Dewey and Gail are out on the front porch and they're watching Sydney like play outside with her dog. And Dewey is like, yeah, she's she's doing great. And Dewey um, has a copy of Gail's book and asks her to sign it. And she's like, I'm done with that kind of reporting. You know, like you hate, yeah. like you hate that book. Why do you want me to sign? And he's like, just do it for me, hard eyes. Yeah. So she takes it and she opens it, and it there's a cutout hole inside with a ring in it. Dewey, that is very romantic, <laughs> buddy. And he says, "Will you?" And she's like, "Dewey." And he says, "I know, I know, it'll never work, and you know, it'll never work." All I'm asking is to see if we're wrong. Mm. We don't know everything, Gail. Well, you think you do. And then they laugh. (laughs) And she's like, you're a brave man. And he's like, I'm really scared right now. And then they kiss. How romantic. And she puts the ring on. And then Sydney and her dog come in through that fence, but they leave it wide open. And now she comes in the the house, but in like the back door that she came in in the beginning, and she's like about to go to the alarm, and she stops herself, doesn't set the alarm. Oh! And then Kincaid comes in from behind her carrying popcorn, and is like, "And they're fucking." Hey, we're waiting for you. Um, We're gonna watch a movie, and Dewey and Gail come in behind him, and she's Sydney's like, "What kind of movie?" And he's like, "You'll have to come and see." And so the three of them like walk into the living room. And Sydney starts to walk in, and the door behind her swings open. And she looks and then just turns back and walks into the living room away. Oh, I love that she's fucking Dr. Tactive. She's free. The end. The end. Credits. That was great. Although, honestly, like, I get the point, but, like, I don't know. Close your door. Close your door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seemed just needlessly <laughs> defiant. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me count your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? 
Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. How did I do For Dead or Alive, you got 10 out of 12, like a fucking bitch. Oh, damn. Bitch. Shit. Great. Um, Questions, I got two out of 30. Questions, <laughs> you got 17 and a half out of 35. Yeah. For a total of 27.5 out of 47. I mean, thank God for those dead or alive. Am I right? Oh, my gosh. Because you're at, like, exactly 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yay! That was fun. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. And thank God for our (laughs) goldfish brains. (laughs) That was so fun. It was so fun to do a scream. We've never done a scream. I know. Maybe I'll do, so I'll do four when five comes out. I'll do four when five comes out. And I'll do five when five comes out. (laughs) Yes. I'll do five Uh, a little later so people have a chance to see it and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so follow us at KK Sam Podcast on all the things. Join our Facebook group, Sammy Stay Alive, maybe. Uh, go buy some Christmas merch uh, in the store. Come and also, buy, I'm going to make some more merch. And also, buy. Come to our live show. Come to our live show. Buy passes to the Axe Wound Film Festival. Go there watch will be links movies. and shit in the show. They're going to be so good. They're going to be great. Support female filmmakers. Independent filmmakers. Yeah, and and then also we'll see you next week. This has been Kim and Kat. Stay alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay alive. Stay alive. Surprise, Sydney. Oh, that was so good. Surprise, Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. 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 No. I'm done. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.